Welcome to Talk That Talk. We have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band culture, music, education, and more. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and also find us on all social media networks at Real Talk That Talk. And now, let's start the show. Anybody, anybody, anybody watch any bands this past weekend? Yeah, yeah. I know what you No, I already know what you're about to talk about. Yeah. So I want you to go ahead and talk about that young wrestlers. Go ahead. Bruh. I'm yeah. about to ruffle feathers off top and I don't you know y'all know I don't care. I get called <laughs> everything from a hater to everything <laughs> in the world. Here we go. I had been a little let down by some of the things I had heard from FAMU this year, man. In particular, some of the battles they had against some of these these swag schools. Cause I felt like they were not bending to what the SWAT schools did, but just changing approach. When they played Southern, I heard trumpets screaming and hanging over. Like it was, it was just all these other things. But I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna say this: that young and the restless is the song of the year. That is the most beautiful piece of music I've heard from an ECU in probably about ten years. Um. Just kudos to them. Uh, the one thing I will say, and this was coming from Julian and um, from my boy Rashad that we marched with at Norfolk State. Shout out Rashad. But I think they're right. The only hang up I have with it is that it wasn't outside in the open air. It was in the tunnel. That's the only thing I was going to say to him. Yeah. They so it didn't, you didn't get dinner. right. Because you wouldn't get that same reverberation of the woodwinds like right. outside. But boy, the woodwinds. He's tune, brother. Tune. They the hit tune. that that measure five when the wood winds came in, and that dog on piccolo section was matching pit, and it was a lot of piccolo. They got like 15, 16 middle piccolo. And that thing was straight up and down. I was like, Yeah. When that note came in, I was like, This is about to be good. <laughs> I was like, This yeah. is about yeah. to be awesome. Yeah. So I was impressed, bro. Love the room of the baritone and all that. There's this mythical thing in band called balance and blend. And by listening to that piece, you will get a clinic in balance and blend. I understand that playing a baritone as loud as possible sounds loud. But the fact of the matter is when everybody's playing at the same volume level and it's clear and defined, it's a better musical experience for those of us that actually know what music is. Um, Stop me on my mic, dude. But anyway, <laughs> he muted my mic. Yeah, he was hating me. I didn't, I didn't mute, bro. I didn't mute anybody. I'm, yes, I'm actually did. no, I didn't mute it. But anyway, I, I probably did it on my other computer. Let me right. mute. All right, there we go. Oh, excuse me, big money got two computers. I only got one. But anyway, um, I got to do the work, bro. Oh, um, we were playing duck hunt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, bro, I'm going out on the limb and saying that's probably the most, I had no response. Hey, that's probably the most beautiful HBCU piece that I've heard in a long time. And while just talking about it, it's been a couple of pieces over the last couple of years that have stuck out to me. I called Julian about all of them. One of them is when Jackson State played Circle of Life. I thought they they executed at an extremely high level. Like it was super impressive. And they only played it like a couple of times. I'm like, hey man, keep playing that. Um, the um Loki, you know, was getting a lot of hype at the beginning. Tennessee of the State. Right. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of great pieces that HBCUs are trying to 
really changed the sound and it is very very appealing and i appreciate it and fam you you get the thumbs up man that thing was killing julian i wish you could play it yeah i would say that that gym was it was fire man i ain't gonna and i was it was fire my did, did, you that, did you hear that young and the rest sure i can play it it's on my face go to my facebook page julian because i put it right at the top that thing is killing <laughs> Well, but go ahead, Chief. My bad. Yeah, I'm about to say, go ahead. And, and, no, and, man, I, I um, I, I totally agree, man, about that that clip. I was, I was, I was really impressed. Um, as far as whether or not, what up, Quan? What up, though, bro? What's up, people? Yeah, yeah, man. Um, you know that internet. I <laughs> like, like walkie-talkie. <laughs> <got Sonic>. No, <laughs> man. Right, uh, he like me from last time. <laughs> Yeah, see, he about to go to the mute the the, the video out, Daddy. No, man, but uh, I thought I thought um, I just on another note, I saw the Alabama State and Texas Southern fifth quarter. I didn't see anything from the game. I don't know the clips. I just couldn't see. But I, I maybe I'm going out on a limb. I don't think Alabama State took an L this year. Probably do. That's Wednesday. I agree with you, Mario. But I'm gonna say something that I thought I would never say. I just got to put it out there, Mario. I'm go sorry. Ahead, go ahead. And Julian, you about to be, you might drop your jaw on this one. If Alabama State wasn't the most improved band this year, it would be Texas Southern. Like, I'm hearing some clips from Texas. No, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I disagree. But I disagree. Coming, most improved? Yeah. I say the if it improved. wasn't Alabama If it wasn't Alabama State? State? No, I disagree. Who would you go with number? I, Kentucky I would, State. But Kentucky State has Kentucky been was, Kentucky State no. was hit. No, no, They no. didn't sound like that last year, bro. Yes, they did. Tell me. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Who, who was talking about Kentucky State last year? The battle. No, the, the, virtual, the virtual yeah. battle that they had last year, it was that three-way battle against Langston, them, and um, Mississippi Valley. They was killing, bro. Like, killing. Maybe, maybe I'm late to the party because yeah, I heard them last year and they ain't sound like that to me. Yeah, maybe I'm late to the party for years, bro. They, they, maybe I'm late to the party, man. But I was, I was really impressed with them. I don't this know year. about no years. I, I do feel you on the Texas Southern thing, though. I think I will say this about Texas Southern. I think they improved. That to me, they've been like up and down over the course yeah. of the year. Like I felt like that Texas Southern at Prairie View was to me the best Texas Southern I heard outside of seeing them against Alabama State. I felt like they kind of brought it back a little bit. You know what I mean? Like to that. Because others, other times that I heard them this year, I don't feel like they were their best sales. Like that against Southern, they were not good. They were just not good. So like I, I felt like they just they've been up and down. That's the only reason. That's the only thing I would take away from Texas Southern. But that's what happens with with young bands. Yeah, new band director, changing culture, people fighting back a bit. You know what I mean? Musically, they just kind of want to go back to what they used to. So I could, I could, I feel you on that. I, I mean. If it wasn't Kentucky State, obviously it would be Texas Southern. There's the old, the, no other band that would even be in that conversation. Well, um, I, I don't know, cool. man, because I don't Who know. Because maybe Hampton. And I know you were you were with them, man, but so I, so I will tell you this: Hampton to me sound like Hampton last year. I saw I heard Hampton last year, and I heard Hampton and. In, in, I felt like they're similar to who they like sound wise. They're similar to how they were size wise. They're about the same. It's not much larger of a group. Um, and I just heard them live in a person, but I'll get to that a little later, but I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of point that out that whole but, situation out. 
Yeah, I mean, and I think I think the biggest thing too, y'all, is that everybody was questioning what's Brian gonna be able to do with Texas Southern? What's he gonna do? I don't know Brian personally, you know. I can't I don't have an opinion, you know, either way about that brother. But what I will say is he's proven that he belongs in the conversation, bro. Like Texas Southern is a better band. If you listen to clips of them from the past five, ten years, they are better now than they have been. I wish he would dial those baritones back, but I said the that, same thing, bro. I, I just had a conversation with Clifford Cox. Is uh shout out to Clifford Cox, is my boy from Detroit. He's yeah. a assistant uh, assistant band director at uh, Hampton. And I was just saying they need another 15 bones and like 20 trumpets to balance out That's to be same. able to have any level of balance with that. It's just so powerful. It's like and you and I'm and I'm you know, I was Rue King in college, bro. Like, you know, I I I have a love for it, but I never wanted us to be more dominant than the trumpet section. Right. But the thing is, it don't even sound right. So <laughs> two things, uh, as I'm as I'm doing everything else, that I'm listening. There's two things that I want to say. The first thing I want to say is, as of right now, within the past couple of years, Texas Southern has just become synonymous for having that baritone section. So yeah. for them to be dialed back, I think it would be would go against whatever they're quote unquote known for at this point. Uh, but the you. other thing is. Uh, there's one band that's left out of the conversation, and I actually think that they need to be in the conversation, even though they haven't gotten as much burn this year. Langston, right? Right, I, right. I would call Langston the most improved band of last year. Nah, this Cause year because Gordon, Gordon has been really like we got to remember that Gordon transition happened what three, four years ago now. Like right after I moved, Gordon went there, or before I moved. It was Gordon before, yeah. yeah. So this is something that's been like in them. I would say they're the most improved band of last year. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you want to see a battle? Wouldn't you want to see a battle with Langston and Kentucky State? That'd be dope. Langston now, yes, I think. Yeah, the like last this year's Langston. Yeah, Langston now. This yeah. year's Langston. Yeah, this and year's the Langston. Thing about it, and the thing about it is, Mark Gordon. I know him personally. He, I consider him a good friend. Not just a good friend. Mark is one of those people, man. He's already an exceptionally talented dude, man. Like the dude has an ear, like out of this world, man. He he nice. runs a lot of things. But on top of that, he is one of those guys. He wants his band to be successful. Y'all see Tiffany in the background. Hey, Tiff. Yeah, she lurking. Yeah. What up, Tiff? How you doing, sis? Um, <laughs> but um, what up? What up, sis? <laughs> But yeah, man, I think he's one of those guys. He's gonna do whatever it takes to make his band successful. So, you know, I'm gonna always give kudos to my dog. Like Mark, kudos to you, bro. Your band, you know, you got there. There were what 20 people in the band, and now he's close to 200. Like that, that speaks to that brother's talent, man, and, and what he brings to the table. Right now, I was, I think that you know, if he can get another 40, 50 people in there. Right, and get the people right. around his band that's right. gonna really help it take it to the next level. They're gonna be a problem. Bro. Yeah, Listen, bro, problem. That, little, that little high school joint that they had. I'm they telling you right now, they are going to. He's gonna get the numbers based on that. I don't know if you saw yeah. that 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 video. I did from that high about seven hundred about seven hundred people up in there, John. Right, yeah. right, man. He's gonna get the numbers. I think he's gonna get the numbers plus. And the more. thing about it too is his school supports what he's doing, bro. They bought him yeah. in to do that. Because remember, the year they brought him in was the year they were facing Southern. That was it. And exactly. that one year, he grew the band by like 70 people. Like when they played yeah. Southern, they had like 120. I'm sitting there like, 
Bro, <laughs> matter of fact, I that come from? Like that brother right. is talented, man. So Mark Gordon, uh, the band director of Kentucky State. I don't know your name, but you doing great work. Uh, Brian Simmons, bro, you brothers are you brothers on it. Quan got a big Come ass on, meal. Smash it, bro. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> hello, 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 hello. God, man. So, Maya, I got there was something I did want to bring up very quickly before we start getting into the tap, topics. So, uh, the the and we talked about this in the after hours, but I got to bring it up. The short hair meet from uh, Jackson State. They put her in the front, and I was like, "All right, they put her in the front." And I don't know, I don't know if she did good or not. I just was happy to see that she was in the front, not the little short chick. So, what was your opinions and thoughts on that? I thought it was amazing. Like, so Kenji, so what I did not know, I thought she was a junior. If I'm not mistaken, she's a senior. So she's on her way out anyways. But from what I've collected, so I think Amber was sick. Amber is the captain of the J-Sets. I believe she was sick or something happened, which is why she was unable to attend. But I mean, honestly, like, I don't think they they lacked anything. Like, I think she picked up right where she needed to do. I think that she did it executed well i think that her account selection was tremendous not only she had a good uh judgment of she knows her music or from my perspective i think she knows her music very well she did a good mix of old school counts new newer counts and i mean i don't know i think she had the sass to go with i think she had the presentation um had i not known that amber was captain and I, that was my first time seeing any clips of them this season without knowing any prior information. I, I would have like, oh, like this, they captain. Like to me, she did an amazing job and an absolutely amazing job, especially like coming in and having to put yourself in that that situation off top. Now I don't know how far ahead maybe she knew or did not know, but that reminds me of me in what year was that? Twenty eleven? Is it twenty eleven or twenty twelve? When we got off the bus, my captain was like, "You leading this game." And I was like, huh? So, needless to say, like, she did exactly what she needed to do. I have absolutely no complaints. I was with it all the way. And I would, I could definitely see her in the front. If this, if I'm not mistaken, if this is not her senior year, I would definitely say she's in a great running for, for next year's captain if she's not already on her way out. So, I, I and I did have a, a question. She was a, she was a DD4 mm-hmm. girl, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Correct. All right. So I, I I guess that's why everybody kind of really knows her because yeah. she on the show. Yeah. Uh. Yes. That's where she got her the majority of her fan base from. Okay. Um. Her, uh, Christiana. Christiana is on the Golden Girls right now. Um. I forget if it's. I believe there's two twins, Sky and Star. I forget what the other twin's name is, but one of them is on Golden Girls. They used to both of them were on Golden Girls last year and the year before, I believe. But right now, I believe it's just guy and there's a couple there's a couple more who were um who were dancing dolls dancing dolls in terms of jackson not southern um that are across hbcu um teams right now as well i just can't think of them right now but yeah see that that's why i appreciate you because you you get to school us on all this stuff i i was just curious isn't that the dancing doll, the one by that lady they made TBS and she's yeah, like, yeah. dark skinned lady Diana Diana Williams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she went to Jackson State. Oh, okay. She just it's, wasn't a J set. Why not? I saw, 
See, uh, I don't know. I, I from from what I've understood, I know yeah, this is right out. I don't. I don't know. I don't know the basis. I wanna, we don't want to get into. Well, I mean, we can get into it. Just. No. I mean, it would be hearsay because nobody actually knows. I've heard some things, but I'm not going to publicize it because, I mean, that's just starting a mess that we have no idea about. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Cool. Uh, well, first of all, let me just go ahead and, and say this early. I apologize, Rick, to you, brother. You know, I love you. You, you know, you, you're like a big brother to me. I just have to truly, truly start off by apologizing to you. Um, I know this happens regularly. But we just got to do it again. So let's welcome Dante to the show. God. <laughs> oh, this is my dog. So what's up, Dante? All these damn alphas. What's up? What's up, everybody? Dante, what's up, my dog? Man, that's how you doing, man. What's up, bro? Hey, you see, I gave you the warning off top, and I, I apologize. <laughs> so I'm there looking like, what is he apologizing hey, for? Hey, Rick, we man? out here, bro. We out here. Hey, hey you already know, man. Hey. He just don't have no Q friends. That's what it is. Other than me, <laughs> I have no Q friends, bro. All the all the boys you know that are that are Qs that I know. Hella hella Qs, right? If I went to Norfolk State. Cofield be weak. He don't want to come on. I'm about to say where Cofield been? Like, well, man, get on the show, man. Why don't you ask? Um, I forget his name. Yeah, we forget. Uh, uh, he used to come to band camp with us. Yo, you brought him with him with you. I think he's your chapter. Well, oh, Alex, my yeah. Blake? yeah, I call Blake. We see if we can get him on next week. Yeah. Only reason, I gotta reach out to Blake for. I, hey, Blake, Blake man, I need your help, bro. Are you okay? She like Blake. Uh oh, my bad. No, I didn't. I say that. No, that man is in a committed relationship with a beautiful black woman, and I support it wholeheartedly. Yeah, his wife, his girl is a beauty queen, bro. She literally, literally that. Yeah, like absolutely, like drop dead gorgeous, like. Yeah, she. Yeah, I'm not even going. Yeah, yeah. All right, (laughs) my brother Alex Blake. Ain't always married, bro. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I gotta get. I gotta get hit. Dig it, dig it, dig it. Throw it yes, up sir. And hit the grip, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Diggy, diggy, diggy." Something about Maria. She's she's, she's a, a, yeah, a woman of the night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Maria for the streets. There you go. Hey, there no, you go. Actual Maria. She go one day. She go come back and whip off. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have told oh, you, like brother, stop there. saying my name. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's go ahead and get this thing started, man. Uh, so if you're just tuned in, welcome everybody to Talk That Talk, where we have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band culture, music, music education, and more. As soon as you come in, go ahead and smash that like button. Let's go ahead and get these likes up. Remember, we want the likes to match the number of people that we have viewing. So if you haven't haven't hit that like button yet, go ahead and smash it right now. Also, please make sure that if you're on the YouTube page, subscribe to the network. Go ahead and subscribe to the network. Click that bell. And turn on notifications. All right, let's go ahead and get it started. Let's go ahead and get this first topic going. I know y'all ready to go. So, uh, let's see which way we want to go first. Mm, let's let's start off a little bit easy. Hopefully, this is easy. Let's start off with Billy Ray Pretty. <laughs> we gonna we gonna leave that alone. All right. So the season is winding down. Right, we're getting close to the. We're getting close to the end of the season. Have we made any advancements in the culture? 
have we made any advancements in the culture? Chief, let's go ahead and start it off. I knew you was going to call me first, man. Um, so it's a tough – I think it's a tough, tough thing to answer. I think, um, yeah, in, in the terms of any time that we can have young African-Americans and other ethnicities celebrate HBCU bands and culture – that is always a positive. And I, I consider that to me an advancement because we were in a space, um, you know, a year, year and a half ago where bands couldn't perform. So I think it's always a positive spin on it when you look at it from the standpoint of bands being able to perform in general. Like the fact that we're out here, um, people, bands are getting larger and record numbers we're seeing, talking about growth of programs. Um, you're starting to see other um, younger band directors. I think that's a, definitely a big advancement because you're seeing um, band directors because usually we, it's been the good old boys forever. You're starting to see, um, you know, obviously women be directors and, and director of bands and programs. I think all those things are things that's going in a positive as far as this specific year. Um, I don't know if I would say advancements because I feel like it feels like most years for, for our culture. It feels like most years for our culture. Um, so I don't, I won't say any other advances. I couldn't, I can't point out anything that I, that I was pinpoint this year specifically. I'll say this happened. And I feel like this is really pushing the, the culture for it. I feel more like, um, overall there's been things happening over the last few years that have been positive towards building a better version of us. Like we were talking about earlier arrangements that we normally wouldn't play songs that are a little bit out of the box, um, giving us a different look and a perspective that, um, allows people to know that um, we're not just going to play the rap daddies all day long, you know, but that's not necessarily new because we've had many bands over the years that played different things. So that's not necessarily new. That's why I said, I can't say this year, but I mean, in, in terms of the general culture, um, every year is, is a good year to celebrate HBCU bands, man. So I'm going to hit you with the general joint and hit you with the president hands because I had to answer that very uh, <laughs> democratically like that. Anybody else, what y'all think? All right, Maya, the season's winding down. Do you feel that we have made any advances in the culture? Um, yes and no, per usual. I think that maybe not necessarily advancements, but I think this was a transition year. I think in terms of laying the brick and laying the foundation, we've done a good job because now we're in the new era. If we want to call it post-COVID era or whatever the case may be, I think that there is a just the difference overall in the aesthetic of band or HBCU and the, the overall sound and what is of value and really trying to figure out what that looks like and, and, and what is that made up of. Um, there's a lot of transitions with band staff, band directors. If we're even talking about dance lines, I think that there has been somewhat of an advancement if we're talking about dance lines specifically. I think this year is maybe one of the most prominent years to where each line is going back to reestablishing who they are and not necessarily having that blurred line effect. Um, so there is an advancement there because now everyone has kind of gone back to their roots or kind of figured out, okay, well, we had an off year. Now we have to figure out what does the new us look like? And is that orchestrated from a little bit from the past as well as in the future? What does that look like? So yes, I think advancements there, but overall in terms of fan culture in itself, I think it's just more so laying the foundation of what is progressing and what is to come in the future and what that looks like and what that feels like. Cool. Dante, 
have we made any advancements in the culture? All right. So my, my short answer is yes. Um, and I'm going to kind of piggyback on Maya and, and Chief. Uh, first off, it, it's kind of loaded because we're coming out of the pandemic. Um, and just a year and a half ago, it was almost like we didn't really have anything. Um, so it's almost like if you're starting at ground zero, if you're doing anything, it's almost an advancement. Um, but one thing that I haven't heard anybody speak about is um, we had a few bands pop out this year uh, that, that you don't typically hear about from year to year. And I think that's one of the things that kind of helped me realize that, OK, we might be pushing this thing forward, you know, going on. Um, of course, I got a chance to go to Houston back at the beginning of the season. Um, Langston shocked me. Um, I'm not too familiar with their program, uh, but it was good to see somebody different. I know that, you know, the HB in the HBCU world, they have a long history. Um, but I was just excited to see some of the things that their band did and them getting some exposure. Um, Kentucky State. Um, before a few years ago, I just wasn't up on what Kentucky State was doing. Um, I got a chance to see some clips of them this year and, you know, I was impressed with the steps forward. Uh, so from that aspect, I think, you know, with, with some other bands popping out and not just the usual, um, I think that's some good, uh, that's a couple steps forward for the culture. All right, dope. Now, the funny thing is, like, all the stuff you just mentioned we were talking about before you came here, but it's all good. Because your opinion and your thoughts still matter, man. So it, it, it's still valid, bro. All right, Quan, <laughs> the season's winding down. Do you feel we made any advancements in the Smitty. Right. Uh, <clears throat> first of all, uh, good afternoon, y'all. Uh, I think, I think where everybody is, is going to repeat the same thing: yes and no. Um, yes, we have made advancements in, uh, in my opinion, in the area of conversation about pedagogy. I think that's been a conversation that's been taking place more and more this year, um, specifically amongst the. Uh, the music educators uh we've been pushing forward and honestly um promoting uh midwest and and the things that that advance a music educator past the marching band aspect i think there's more conversations about those things uh than previous years i do agree with everybody when they say that um uh because we're coming from covid it's like we're just hungry you know for bands because you know it was basically taken away from us from last year. But I think, um, and like Dante said, they had some bands that stood out uh, this year that normally would not have. And there also have been some bands that honestly, that has kind of fell off um, due to the pandemic and whatnot. Um, but so it's yes and no. I think the telltale story uh, will truly reveal itself next year to see if those bands that you know stood out the most this year was it a fluke or was it is that the real trajectory of that program moving forward and as well as what i was speaking about pedagogy are are these music educators young music educators truly uh listening to advance themselves outside of just the marching band uh sector so i think yes and no all right finally the man of the hour you know he always got something big rick have we done anything this season to advance the culture? No. All these marching bands are doing the exact same thing. There's been no innovation whatsoever. 
It's the same thing that we've always done. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what innovation y'all y'all talk about. Yes, I look at these bands and I'm not seeing the the culture being moved forward. I see the culture being sustained. There's nothing that is forward looking about what I've seen, and the few things that are 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 hopeful to me won't get credit. That young and the restless gives me hope that there's still a band out there that wants to play. And with good uh, band techniques. But I've already seen some of the comments about it. Quan, you there, bro? Right. Yeah, he got it. Yeah. Quan got to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> got a straight up chicken wing in his hand. Yes, sir. But yeah, man, like I've already seen some of the comments in the band were, oh, this is a mess. Oh, this is boring. Oh, this, this, and that, though. Like, in some ways, we have regressed because. I remember being in Norfolk State's band when I like we used to make fun of bands that played with uncharacteristic sound. Like we thought it was the the funniest thing in the world. They out there just blasting, sounding bad. And now that is the like the if you're not doing that, you looked at as being too meek. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So no, we have not advanced as a culture. I think there are bright spots in the culture. I think bands like Dante said, Kentucky State, Alabama State. All right. Um, what fam just did, uh, you know, there's uh, what Prairie View is trying to do. Like there's bands doing great things. It's just that they don't get the recognition because they're not playing the same game um, that everybody else plays. So from an innovation and advancement standpoint, no. When I see a show without a dance routine and some type of uh, general effect implied, then I'll say we're moving the culture forward. When I see, you know, some type of show that's not, you know, step two drills all the time from the seventies, like, and before, like I, I'm good, man. So were there some bright spots this year? Yes. But the culture has not moved forward or as Quan said is we haven't seen it yet because I, I definitely ain't seen it. So no. Man, Rick. Brownie, I'm surprised. Sorry, man. Disagree because okay, so I'm about to take it back a little bit. What is the definition of advancement? The process of promoting a cause or plan, or the promotion of a person in rank or excuse me, in rank or status. I think that contradicts exactly what we we're saying prior to. I don't even know if we were live yet, but we're talking about Langston. We talked mm -hmm. about TSU. There are changes within those band programs that are an, an enhancement, a step forward. So it may not have reached its top tier, but they're still in line with the definition of advancement, the process of promoting a cause or plan. We but you're, but you're, oh, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. I'm no, sorry. go ahead. If you have something to add, I mean, we, should, we can just, it's a conversation. Well, yeah, because the question, right, right. That, that's what I said, right? Like there are bands that are bright spots in the activity. Absolutely. I'll put Langston in there. Put a lot of bands in there that are bright spots. But this question says the culture, band culture. To me, band culture implies uh, overall, everybody together, a collective, being able to come together and with a consensus of we want to move our activity forward. And the one thing that is like just blaring in my mind right now, Maya, is DCI. And I can't help but think about it because I've seen the progression of DCI. You look at DCI in the 70s. DCI in the 70s looked like what we see every Saturday at HBCU bands. It was literally exactly the same. Both sides of the field mirrored one another in drill. Um, they were playing popular music. It was what it was. Minus the dance routine. 
right minus the dance routine. And actually, there were some groups that did those too. But so they both um, groups paralleled one another. In the 80s, DCI became about productions, like they did West Side Star, all these different things. 90s, it was about theme shows. Now, the innovation is so like mind-blowing that you got high schools that are on a whole nother level. And in some cases, the high schools push that forward. With us, if you look at a show of Norfolk State from the 80s, everybody at Norfolk State, Maya, always talks about the 1988 show. Because that was like the best band they had, I think, in the 80s. That show looks like every show after it. Then Dr. Sanford got there. He did a little innovation in the drill. And it hasn't changed. I don't see any group that's, that's pushing the culture forward. There's some bands that are, you know, are doing great things. But culturally, I don't see the change. And I don't, I don't even know, Maya, to be honest with you, if there's even room for people that aren't the big three or four to move the culture forward. I want to push back. I want to. I want to push back a little bit. But go ahead, Quan. So, so, so my my only question would be: Do you think? Do you think this is because it's hard for some HBCUs to push the culture merely because they have to change their show every week? Because if we're looking at from a DCI aspect, that's one show that is planned out. Of course, you would know for a year and then perfected through a season. That's a that's a big difference from when. For example, we at PV and we got a show for Labor Day Classic. We're going to try to fix that show for the first home game. And then we back door got to change the whole entire show for Cotton Bowl. I, I think I think sometimes when you have to put the the situations uh, up to uh, up against one another, it's two different things. Well, I mean, if you want to use that as – oh, go ahead, Mario. Sorry. That's, that's kind of along the lines of what I was saying. I think it's impossible to – so I, I do I, I know sometimes we do use the um, DCI HBCU um, comparison, but let's ask that question about general PWIs. Have have general PWIs pushed the envelope forward? Absolutely. Look, the band. No, they have most, not. No, the they band, have not. No, the they band, have. The band that's most talked about. Listen, I'm a contradict. I'm I'm about to tell you how I can prove what you're saying that's incorrect. Because what you said was based on we all together haven't done something to move forward. You can't pick out one band or a couple bands and say that because I can go up to Rutgers University and they look like trash. I can go to a whole bunch of people. So what I'm saying is like what basically what I'm saying is if we're not going to give credit to these HBCUs who have made advancements and say that that doesn't that doesn't that doesn't constitute moving the, the culture forward, then how can we do that on the other end when it's PWIs and we say we're going to pick out certain schools that do, that's done good things? We can't compare DCI because as Quan was just saying, and I was going to iterate as well, you're talking about one show being perfected with people with money and, and, and support behind this thing and everything kind of like auditions to get into this group and paying sponsors to get to make it happen. That's a whole different world. That's like that's a whole different world than a public university trying to perform for a football game on a Saturday or Friday or whatever. You know what I mean? So that's a different thing. Now, if we're just talking about apples to apples instead of apples to oranges. You're talking about general PWIs versus general HBCU, HBCU band programs. And, and in that space, I don't think either have put the push envelope forward because you can say, yeah, we can pick out the Ohio States, right? But then you can also say there's other schools haven't done anything like that. So are we going to just pick out some bands? Are we going to say everybody like you mentioned earlier? Because this was your example. You said everybody. We as a whole group have not done anything to push the whole group forward. 
But if that's the case, but but you're literally saying exactly what I just said. I wanted you to be able to finish, but you literally just said exactly what I said. For me, it's not about individual bands. That's exactly what I said. It's not about Langston is doing great things. Norfolk is doing great things. It's not about that to me. The question says culture. If Julian said, have there been advancements in bands? Yes, of course. But culturally, we we are in a culture where people will go to a game on the weekend hear baritones overplay the whole band and literally lose their minds over it. But then those same students that come from those bands are put into a pigeonhole because when they graduate, they're only able to work at certain schools. They don't get the opportunity to go work at this school or that school. They can only work at the schools that probably mimic the style of the band that they came from. We put our students and culturally into a, a, a small box where they're not able to compete. To them, some of them might not want to. But yes, there are a lot of great bands and they're like you said, Mario, a lot of poo bands. But that's not the question. The question is culturally, has the the you know HBCU band culture moved forward? I don't see it. So that's no, that's what I was saying. So that's why I asked. I'm not I'm not arguing whether or not it has or not, really. Right. I'm more saying my question was do you feel like PWIs have like general PWI bands have pushed the culture forward? And you said yes. And I said, how so? That was the, that was what I think that's where we miss each other. Cause I was saying how so, cause I don't necessarily disagree with your, like what your point is about the HBC mm-hmm. culture. I understand exactly what you're saying. That's why it was tough for me to answer in general, because I feel like there's nothing I can point out specifically. That was in my response mm-hmm. that I could say, this is the thing that I feel like is pushing us forward as a group. Even if it was uh, something big and a small, like, you know, at one or two schools that I felt like was so impactful that was really changing, you know, pushing the envelope. Like there's things that A&T's doing that a lot of other schools haven't done. Just like there's things that Ohio State is doing that other schools aren't doing. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is they're they're outliers, but they're nothing. There's no, I don't think you can take a whole culture of bands from around the country and say that they're going to be doing something all together that's going to go in the direction at the same time. That's why to Maya's point, she was talking about there are small things that are happening and, and to acknowledge those small things, are important because we don't get to big things without small steps. And I so think what, are, we those about, are we talking about better bands or are we talking about innovation? Because well, I think we're talking about both. I mean, if we're talking about, I've already acknowledged that though. I well, said, sure. I agree. So I've like, already acknowledged that. I'm, I'm, I'm a little confused by your reaction, Mario, because everything you're saying, I've already acknowledged. Don't be mad because he's trying to have my back. What? <laughs> I'm not, no, I'm just saying. Like, I understand, like, what the frustration is, but my thing is I've already acknowledged that. So that's, I guess that's my, that's no, the, yeah, it was coming. It was coming from the response about PWIs. Well, you didn't give me a chance to respond because I was literally going to say Ohio State, but then you elaborated on what you said. So, yeah. No, no, because I asked the question initially and you said yes. So when we, when, when I really well, I was going to give you examples. I mean, you know, you can, we can't, we can't dictate what bands do. You know, we can only give our opinion of what we think is successful band and so forth. Me personally, I, I've taught at both levels. I've participated at both both levels. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing for me is that if we're talking about innovation, if we're talking about advancements in the culture, I don't see it. From a band standpoint, there are a lot of bands that have gotten, like I said, Hampton. I said it so many times. What Thomas is doing with that band, to me, I think it's incredible because that that band does not sound like it sounded when we were in school. There are a lot of bands. What what uh, Juliet is doing at Elizabeth City, 
that is a completely different band. Like there are a lot of band directors who are moving their bands forward. That's advancement, yes. But culturally, I guarantee you that all of us can go to any football game for any HBCU and we can say, I know exactly how this field show is about to go. But there are other ways to advance the culture outside of innovation. For example, participation is an advancement. So, like, what do you mean by participation? If if a band had a hundred members one year and then they come back the next year with hundred fifty, that can be considered an advancement because they have more students participating. But we're so still about, talking about band, right? Yeah, we're, we're still talking, talking about, about specific band. specific individual bands. Yeah, I agree. I get. Let me let me say it very clear. I agree with all of you about band <laughs> advancement. <laughs> band advancement. We're all on the same page. Cultural advancement. Hell no. We doing I have thing. something to add to right. that. <laughs> I say yes to culture advancement. Right, right, hold on, right, right quick, Maya. Hold on, right quick, Maya. Maya and then Quan, final thought. Oh, I thought she was going to agree it. Never mind. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Let's move it. Let's let's take it into a different direction, right? right? I say yes, we have made advances on the culture. Why? Things like one this show, right? So next season, the way that this shit... The way that this shit is catching on, right? There will be reference to things that will that we've talked about this season that will enhance what's going to happen next season. Whether it is, whether it's not, I'm going to speak into existence. Yes, it will be. Now, if we also talk about things that happened earlier in the season, um, U.S. bands, adjudicating bands, right? So we did it on a high school level, but then in itself, in the culture, it's a feed-in. We've talked about over and over how high schools are the direct feed-in into collegiate bands, into HBCU bands. So that is definitely an advancement there because we've also solidified or we've done an inaugural movement to say like, hey, this is how we have to get back to the basis and this is what is going to progress talent. It's going to progress motivation. It's going to progress everything in, in, in all facets. So yes, Advancement in the culture, one ways, two ways, three ways, four ways, whatever. How how you like that? You know, all Actually, right, Maya. <laughs> I, say, I think she's uh, she's giving me it's some new things, like some new things to think about, Maya, because I think you're right. I think the US bands thing, like y'all know I, I helped work on that. Like right. that was a vision we had for years. But on the flip side of that, Maya, that's at the high school level, like you said. These colleges, and Julian knows it because we sat in the meeting at, at the HBCU where I literally suggest us make Honda to the guy that's from Honda. He was standing right there in front of us. And I literally said, we need to do adjudication. We were and all, me, you, and I think Dr. Sanford Dr. Zachary, was all saying the same thing. And Dr. Zachary was in there. Yep, yep, Dr. Zachary was there, all of us. And we kept saying it, Maya. And they lit, Maya, if you saw some of the reaction from some people's favorite <laughs> bands, it, it, it would be pretty shocking. You know, so you have given me something new to think about, Maya, with your response. I think you are spot on. Uh, I think it has to start somewhere. And I think, like Dante said, small advancements are advancements. And I've been saying that the whole show. I, I forgot about that. Let me close with this, Dr. Yeah. Brown. My, my, uh, what I realize is from this conversation that advancement overall is subjective, pending the person that's looking looking at it. So, so if we're looking at it from like Dante said, uh, in regards to numbers, that is advancement. In regards to uh, your point, Rick, innovation of shows or doing something different, that's one aspect. Uh, it may be next year. You never know. Uh, I had a conversation with uh, Gary Bryant. 
uh, he was saying, you know, we truly need to uh, step out of the realm in regards to field shows out, outside of the normal eight to five, you know, uh, expanding intervals and different things like that. So I think people are starting to have, <clears throat> excuse me, starting to have those conversations. But honestly, it goes back to, in my opinion, pedagogy, because many of us are not aware of it, are not uh, cognizant of, honestly, how to become innovative on that quote unquote DCI level in the time frame that's realistic for HBCU show. I'll leave it at that. All right, cool. Man, I, I thought that was going to be a little bit easier, but I guess not. I, I we, Y'all went in. I appreciate y'all, man. All right. All right, let's go ahead and keep it going. Welcome, everybody, to Talk That Talk, where we have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band, music, music education, and more. Please make sure that as soon as you come in, go ahead and smash that like button, man. It don't take long to hit that like button. I see a lot of people commenting. I appreciate your comments and your support, but go ahead and hit that like button on the way, man, while you're in here. Hit the like button. It don't take long, and it's free to hit a like button. Also, please make sure you subscribe to the network, all right, and then also hit that bell and turn on notifications. I got to make sure I say uncomfortable conversations, which means it's not always the conversations that everybody going to like. I'm going to go ahead and put that put it out there because, you know, I don't care. I didn't got kicked out of the group, man. I didn't got kicked out of the real real HBCU uncut group in Facebook. I guess they weren't they weren't happy because I wasn't in there. talk. We wasn't in there talking a whole bunch of mess. It's all good, though. Come to the stage. Trip. Tell them to come to the stage, man. I mean, that's that's the one thing I'm always say. If you got a problem, if you have a, a, a issue with any of the things we're talking about, then come through. You know, but if you're gonna sit up here and, and stand behind your keyboard, then it is what it is. Then hey, I'm good. We're gonna keep rolling. All right. Dog, you can't you can't go in there. That, that's a bunch of internet gangsters, dog. Absolutely. Band thuggery. That's what that is. So Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So it is what it is. It's it's the it's the group that everybody worships the canes. So I'm good. All right, let's keep it moving. Uh, I like this one. This was a good one. Are fans dictating the standards of HBCU bands? Are fans dictating the standards of HBCU bands? <laughs> Dante, I'm going to let you go ahead and get it first. Wow. Um. All right. So the the short the short answer is yes. All right. Um. And honestly, man, it's just because, man, every group is just forced to entertain. So, um. Well, I don't want to say every group. Um. But it it, it stand it, it goes beyond fans though. Um, we also got to add administrations to that. Can we add administrations to fans too? Um, and sometimes, man, folks are just forced to entertain. Um, you're forced to go out there and pull the crowd in. Um, and I just think that uh, some bands just haven't figured out how to um, keep a musical standard and still entertain. Um, so I think it goes past, you know, the fans necessarily dictating the standards. Um, outside of that, uh, like Rick was just saying, we got the internet gangsters um, who probably haven't stepped foot in the band room or when they did, they were some slaw. Um, and they're the ones that are vocal. Um, I ran into that a lot when I was uh, when I was on the staff at Central. Um, so the short answer is yes, for, for those reasons. 
All right. Mario, are fans dictating the standards of HBCU bands? Absolutely, they are. We have people, we have fans running band pages. Come on now. People don't even know how to play instruments for real. And they, they're, they're, you know, dictating to other people who are supposed to be musicians. I don't even know why you'd be listening to people who are not musicians. But anyway, um, but dictating how, what's the L and what's not. You know what I mean? Like, you know, who's louder is always the, like, the measuring tool for who's good or not. That's ridiculous, bro. That's like, you know, we can, we, you know, we be joking and stuff like that. But um, I, man, look. I don't like that at all. I like really, really dislike the idea. Like, I, I guess maybe it's because I'm marching the MIAC and I, I can appreciate contour balance and polishing of music. I, I can appreciate those, those skill sets and don't get it twisted. Like when we were in the band, Norfolk was not quiet. It wasn't like we were like some soft band in a corner. Cause you know what I mean? It, I just feel like we, we have this thing where you let these people that are coming to watch you, they used they went from fan and that's I think that's a that's more of a um a response of our culture now in general. That's happening everywhere in every aspect of our lives. We have people kind of like internet thugs or whatever, people are dictating how things are gonna go. You know, people are deciding who's pretty or not based on how many likes you get. People are deciding who's popular or not based on how many people come and follow something or do something. We're doing that in every avenue and in our culture. Um, it's just been a bleed over of what's happening in, in popular culture. And I, I don't think it's any, any different. It sucks, but it's the same thing that's happening everywhere. You know, um, the reason why I know we we're having, I was having issues with kids joining band and stuff up here in New Jersey is because other people are dictating what's, what's, what's exciting, what's popping. You know what I mean? And the kids can't, they, they're having a hard time thinking for themselves and making their own decisions based on their own wanting. And so when you are in a, marching band that's down south and it's like pressure from administration pressure from alumni who want you to either go back to the way they were or whoever and then fans who saw some tv show and they think that if like for example we're talking about the dancer show if you have a situation where all they saw on tv was this j set like the bucket and stuff like that if they see anything other than that it's not it's not hot because that's you you're coming from a standpoint of that's kind of all you may know you know what I'm saying? So like we that's it's just a level. It's like not to be mean, but it's just ignorance. It's just ignorance. And when you don't have a wider spectrum, it just creates more ignorance. And we we have to stop. The buck has to stop, man. We have to cut that out. We need to cut that out. And, and only people who can change that are band members. People who are in the programs have to step up and like and, and call these people out for the nonsense. Not alumni, but band members, people who are actually playing. So that's just kind of where I see it. So that's my two cents. All right. Also, uh, just looking in the comments real quick. Obviously, obviously, I'm wrong. I may be wrong. Uh, I guess they the the original page got shut down. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But it is what it is. I still stand by what I said. But I may be wrong. Y'all know I don't. I don't care. All right. Anyway, uh, Quan, are fans dictating the standards of HBCU band? Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, yeah. Um, and I'm I'm saying this with an humble sense, but I'm saying this from the heart. Not my, not any band program that I'm going to be over. Ain't nobody going to tell me what the fuck to do. I'm just saying it like that. Ain't nobody. Facts. And that's just that's just I have to stand on my own ten toes and have my own account 
<laughs> to the God I believe in. And that's just how I feel. So that's number one. Number two, but we also have to look at, bro, what's trending. Like, that's that's the main thing, honestly, honestly, that, that pushes, as we were saying before, culture. Like, the bad playing, the, the, the lack of uh, teaching, all of that stuff, man, that honestly pushes it. And I'm reading the comments as we uh, as we're having this discussion and many of, of what the listeners are saying is real. Like Crystal is saying that pressure comes from everybody. Uh, another person said that it's about egos. You know, all of that, honestly, is the thing that affects the band programs, because people feel like now if I get in front of the band, I wave my hands really loud. If the band playing really loud, I'm going to advance because most of that. That's what's ta- well, that's what's taking place, because like I said pre- in previous episodes, people are not really building. So, I mean, it's it's unfortunately. But yes, the fans are dictating it with the blogs, with the comments and whatnot. Even administrators read the comments and see what directors getting the most comments so that they can get hired. And I've seen this in band meetings. So unfortunately, yes. All right, Maya, are fans dictating the standards of HBCU bands? Yes, 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 yes. And I mean, I, and okay, so I don't want to take away from talent, right? So we talk about Garrett, we talk about Marvin. The reason, so yes, absolutely their talent has enhanced, their um, wheelhouse has expanded as, as they've kind of figured out in terms of media, the media perspective. But I do think that a guiding perspective behind it is the people want to see exactly what's going on. They want to be the first to be able to tap in and say, oh, that was lit. Oh, they blowing. Oh, blah, 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 whatever the case may be. Right. And so if we're talking about egos, we're talking about all of this in nature. If we talk about we the blacks, what do we like? We like loud shit. We like entertaining shit. And we like pats on the back. Right. We want somebody to tell us, oh, that sounds good. Oh, you're doing your thing. And what are the Internet gangsters doing? Oh, that sounds good. Oh, you're doing your thing. Oh, you're blowing. Da, 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 da. And that's just typically going. It's not going to do nothing but keep on happening. Right. So, like, it's not that we're putting out these videos because we want to say, oh, my band is so talented. I would like to be able to display my band on the, the forces of the universe in the community and be able to show you exactly what intonation and uh, and pedagogy really looks and sounds like. No, nobody gives a damn. It's because who's the loudest? Who's going to be able to perpetuate the conversation? Who's going to be the first to be able to say, oh, that was shit. Oh, da, da, da. And then it's just going to come like a bandwagon, come like a wave. Nobody, everybody just wants to be able to be the first to talk about something. And that is what has solidified and what has established what's going on. You telling me I can have my cake and I can eat it too? I can get paid. I can have a, a say in terms of musicality or be able to run a, a, a band, a successful band program. But also, I don't really have to do too much because instead of um, uh, integrating pedagogy or integrating intonation, integrating a musical style that is based off of dynamics and based off of foundation, all I got to do is go out there and blow the hoe. And these people still gonna come. I'm still gonna get paid, and my number's still gonna keep growing. Child, please, of course. And that is what is escalated by the fact that the feed-in comes from the from the masses. People just want to talk. People just want to feel like they have a voice. And so, which and still, which is going to to, to make the standards of HBCU bands. And we talked about that. 
being uh, uh, um, way back in the day, it used to be all about the field show. Right now, it's who blowing that hole in the stands? Who going to win the fifth? Right? And that's perpetuated by what? The masses. Who yelling? Who screaming? Who hitting you in the face with their little pom-pom thingy? That's all that matters. And it's just going to be that until people of the like, the people who get it, who don't care about all the extra fluff and who actually care about talent and who care about um, displaying a program of, of, of intellect, of, of a program of, of musicality or whatever the like. It's not until that catches on like wildfire, but let's be honest, realistically, it's not going to catch on because it's not the norm. It's not entertaining. It's not loud. It's not boisterous. So yeah, until then, well, honestly, forever, it's just going to keep going down the same drain. It's just how we're going to be able to figure out how to redirect it or not, which I'm leaning more towards or not. Hello, hello, hell of a com- com- comment, Maya. All right. Hey, Maya, Maya on it today. Maya She's killing it, boy. She's Maya. killing it. No, 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 let me hear the music on you, Maya. You, you going to get the church music today. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, need organ, I need the organ and get the piano hands. Hey, I got it queued up, ready to go. <laughs> yeah. All right, Rick. Rick, are fans dictating the standards of HBCU band? So the answer to the question, as everyone has said, is yes. But I want to look at it from a couple of different perspectives, particularly two. Fans have always, in some way, shape, or form, dictated what bands do. When you're an alumni of a university, when you're no longer marching in the band, guess what you are? A fan. And when alumni come and they say, hey, if you stop playing, uh, I'll use Norfolk State as a prime example. Uh, when the when Dr. yeah, when Doctor Sam said, <laughs> when Doctor Sanford said, "Hey, uh, uh, Silkettes, I want y'all to look more like a traditional color guard." All them alumni said, "You change our girls if you want to. You won't get one more cent from us." Money talks, and our but our programs are already underfunded as it is. Them Silkettes look the exact same way as they look when Papa Silk family. Rest in peace to Mister Hester. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, money talks, and our and the schools don't walk to where that money is going. So that's first and foremost. Secondly, where the money reside, where the money is <laughs> right, right. So for me, I think the question should be: Do underqualified fans dictate HBCU bands? And the answer to that is also yes. Um, when um New Orleans Mass Band played Deads a couple of years ago by Migos. Everybody was losing their stuff. I thought it sounded absolutely horrible, but everybody was losing it. And literally that that next semester after those mass bands played deads, almost all y'all favorite band gods played deads. And I'm sitting there like, I don't know if these bands just was listening to Migos that summer because they were, I guess they were hot around that time, or something, something else must have happened. And sure enough, I saw that clip. I think that. It's easy, y'all, to be, think you're successful by um, people telling you success. You're successful, like Maya said. I mean, your your loyal followers. There are some bands, man. It don't matter how they sound; people are gonna say they sound good. You know, like it's just it's just the nature of what we do. So I think there has been this this growth in underqualified people that are giving opinions that, in some cases are dictating how programs like program their music and, and their shows and everything else. So, you know, we have given the the underqualified a voice that they don't deserve. Uh, we've taken 
we've taken away things that make us great and sacrificed them to to fit into this mold that people think we should be. Like, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm never, ever, ever, ever going to be a, a person that thinks that baritones overpowering the band is a good thing. But there are 80, 90 percent of these bands now that are getting the most exposure because I don't, you know, and maybe some of the smaller bands are doing it, too. I don't know. Um, but it all boils back to what Quan said and what I've said and what Mar every last one of us has said. It's all about the director that's standing in front of the band. If you as a leadership of a band will allow yourself to bend to the to what the culture says is is nice or sweet or whatever you want to call it, then that's on you. But, you know, like Quan said, I'd be damned if I'm going to go up there, stand in front of a band and, and hear some of these sounds that's coming out of some of these bands and be like, well, that's it. Let's go outside and do that in front of people. Nah, that ain't it. So that's why I am. So I, 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 I guess for me, I, I guess my, my question is for the ones that are, that are not, you know, teaching and we know those band programs. And I don't believe that this show is to blatantly just be like that person ain't doing their job that person ain't doing their job like you can hear it overall but my question is where did we lose our standards bro where did we lose our identity as band directors you didn't have said it and i have said it Quan. when robert champion died that is when band culture was in my opinion forever changed because now fam is no longer a pinnacle band nobody looks at fam like when before Robert Champion died, you had two ways of doing band. You had the fam way, which in my opinion just represents quality. So you had all the bands that played with fundamentals, played with characteristic sounds and all. Southern didn't play how Southern plays now back then. I listened to some clips of Southern from the 80s and 90s. It was a completely different sound under yeah. Cornell Knighton than what, yeah. what they're doing now. And then when Robert Champion died, that shift became the standard. You know, like I said, Southern's a good band. Southern has moments of brilliance and they have moments that we should all be critical of them because we want them to be great because they hold such an important role in the community. But when it became, after that, it became blasphemous to criticize Southern. You can't even- Right, can't right, even, right, right. I agree, bro, I agree. Be critical of them. If something's out of tune, you are a hater. Right. Out of tune is out of tune, y'all. That woman's word sounded horrible. And everybody was gassing it like it was the best thing they had ever heard. Put that woman's worth on and then put that fam on. I'm going to reference that fam probably for a year. Put that woman's worth on. Put that fam on. I know, you, I know you too well, bro. It's, it's going to be longer than a year because you've been you've been referencing bed for daggone every year that you heard it. Put bed on from Bethune Cookman 2012. Put on that woman's worth. Like, we have to, as black people, like Michael said, <clears throat> said, the blacks, the blacks, we have to be able to. No, no, no. Get it right. We the blacks. We the blacks. We the blacks. Thank you. We the blacks have to be able to move our, our culture forward. I think this ties back into the last question. There has to be a space for difference. We have to be able to be able to appreciate Southern for what they do. And then turn around and say, while I, I appreciate the hell out of Southern for playing the hell out of that power, I also appreciate the fact that um, whatever university said university did this well and that well. Not, oh, all y'all did is suck. It's suck. 
It just it sucks because it ain't them. Like that's that's where we are now, Quan, as a as a band culture. We can't appreciate even if I'm in the band facing another band, I can't be in the Jackson State band and say, you know what, man, that battle against Tennessee State, yeah, I think we won. But damn, that Loki was sweet, and damn that like that was that was cool. And you damn sure can't say it in public, because then you get crucified. I'm not saying being a fan. I'm saying being able to recognize excellence as a culture, and then put that on the pedestal instead of saying I put my favorite band on the pedestal. And I'm just tired of it. So that that's why I went. I think it was when Robert Champion died. Well, I really do. All right. Any final thoughts? Standards are okay, y'all. We don't all have to be the same. Black people aren't a monolith. Black bands don't have to be a monolith. Okay. People are afraid of cancel culture so much that it has allowed people to just become slaves to whatever trend is going on. That was a great way to end that because that is absolutely true. I cannot deny that 100%. All right, shoot. Well, then let's keep it going. Welcome, everybody, to Talk That Talk. We have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band culture, music, music education, and more. Please make sure that you get these likes up. Dang it. Get the likes up. Got a lot of <laughs> got a lot of chatter going on in the comments, man. And like I said, I appreciate the conversation that's going on in the comment section. But you're you're doing a disservice to all of us if you can't at least hit the like button before you push something or type something to chat with hit the like button then chat that's not hard that's like one second probably a millisecond go ahead and take care of that all right also please make sure that you subscribe to the network if you're watching us on facebook that's dope i appreciate you go over to the youtube page and subscribe to the network click that bell turn on notifications all right let's keep it going next one Are we winning or losing by centering our programs around the marching bands? Are we winning or losing by centering our programs around the marching band? Quan. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And we're losing. Uh, we're losing the overall music game merely because that's not the only aspect of music of life. Like, it's not. And honestly, it's one of the, from what I'm seeing as as I continue as a music educator, it's only one facet for one season for one small time frame. Uh, During COVID, being honest, I became a better teacher because I was able to focus on concert music. I was able to focus on those kids and I saw exponential amount of growth with my students because we wasn't focusing on entertaining. We was focused on, okay, y'all, let's learn. I know y'all some beginners. Y'all didn't have y'all instruments for blah, 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 but let's focus on sight reading. Let's focus on star, the star method of uh, sight reading. Let's focus on intonation. Let's focus on breathing. It's, it's so much more to do and to gain outside of marching band. And I've come to find out that my favorite season is concert season to see a child grow from a grade one to a grade two piece you know it's it does your heart well as a music educator we lose the education part because we want to entertain bro like yes we are losing look at these music departments real talk that are that are piss poor because you focus on marching man all year but you're graduating sorry ass band directors 
with the expectation of building bands, marching bands, not concert bands, but marching bands. And then they get behind the class. They don't know how to uh, develop a lesson plan. They don't know how to uh, uh, do a spiral curriculum where they say, I'm going to get my my child from a freshman here to this level to uh, when they senior year, this should be at this level. Like we are failing our kids because we focusing on marching band. And I, I'm guilty of it at one point, too, because I was like, I want to be a great band director. But that's not the only aspect of this education field that we should be focusing on. You should be focusing on building a jazz band. You should be focused on building a concert band, uh, small and large ensemble, solos and something like you should be doing it all. Dog. You should give your children every aspect and every opportunity to grow as a musician. And if you're not doing that because you're merely focusing on, in y'all words, them rap daddies, well, shit, that's all we're going to ever have. And you can't push the culture and be innovative because you're focusing on one thing. You're a ma- you, what you a, a master of one thing instead of being the jack of all trades. All right. Rick, are we winning or losing by centering our programs around the marching band? Once again, this is one of those questions where I think we need to ask it a different way. Well, I'll answer it a different way. How about this? There's two answers I have. It doesn't have to if you're teaching marching band the right way. Some people feel that marching band is separate from when ensemble and approach. And to me, that's always been the issue. And when ensemble, what do we teach? We teach playing with a characteristic sound of your instrument. That is absolutely important when doing marching band. We teach balance and blend. That's not being taught in a lot of marching bands. We're teaching musicality, how to be musical by playing in an ensemble setting. That's not being taught. The two need to be more closely related to one another. A lot of people will say, I've heard it said to me in years past, man. Your win ensemble makes your uh, marching band better. That is true if you're teaching win ensemble the right way. Like, you can't just teach win ensemble to say I taught win ensemble. You're playing grade one and two music and expect to have an exceptional marching band. Your band needs to be playing on level. Like you said, to start this whole show off today, Quan, pedagogy is number one. You need to be going to conferences and learning these cutting-edge things not just going to conferences to take days off from work and hang with your boys. And we've all done it, so I'm going to just put it out there. You know, these conferences like TMEA and stuff like that, there are a lot of resources that I are say, here. Rick, oh, right. You got to be honest about what we need. <laughs> we've all done it. We've all done it. So I ain't going to sit up here and lie. But on top of that, there we always go to all the concerts. We want to hear the new literature. We want to hear what these ensembles are doing. So to answer the question and around and uh, to wrap up my answer, yes, these they do a disservice to programs or make the programs lose when they're taught in a way that doesn't enforce good approach to playing an instrument. No middle school kid should be doing the marching band. No middle school kid should be doing marching band, y'all. I'm sorry, unless it's like eighth grade after they've developed the armature. Sixth and seventh graders should be in that band room learning how to build muscle here so they can do things like play in tune, play fortissimo. Like, 
we just got our we got all our stuff just backwards, man. And we and we only do it to ourselves. I've never seen a core style middle school band, marching band. I've never seen it. Like I know we like to we're talking about ourselves because we want to advance our own culture, but we do this stuff to ourselves. Like the the marching band doesn't have to be a bad thing. You know, I'll I'm just put a couple of bands out there. Cedar Ridge. Cedar Ridge uh uh Cedar Cedar um it, no, not Cedar Ridge. What's the name, Julie, out of Dallas? Cedar Hill. Hill. Cedar yeah. Hill. Cedar Hill. Shout out to Brother Derek Walker. Yeah. That, like Cedar Hill. Minor High School. Um, all these great, all those great bands in Florida that Juan was, like all these bands that do band the right way. They have exceptional, Mark. All those Atlanta bands, Southwest DeKalb, you know, historically, uh, Willow Ridge, bands that did march a band at an extremely high level but had great teachers in front of them. So to answer your question, I don't think it has to be that way. I just think you have to have, have the person in front of you that knows how to teach. That's it. Can I, can I say this, Rick, before you go to the next person, Julian? But you got to be humble enough to, to – to, you have to be humble enough to say, I don't know it. True. You're right. All right. Mario, are we winning or losing? by centering our programs around the marching bands? Um, I guess the question is the part that I want to be clear about. Who is we? We as the culture. We as the band community, the music educators, the the band culture, the HB, I mean, not the HBC, but the we the black culture. <laughs> we the blacks. <laughs> um, I, I will say this. I, for me, I don't necessarily see it as the worst thing only because what I teach, I teach the same way in everything I teach. I don't have a change of approach outside of the actual style of the music itself, but I don't like, like we were talking when Rick was speaking, I was like, yeah, that's like, that's the gospel, bro. Like I, I don't I, balance and blending and intonation matters everywhere. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, and um, being able to understand how to attack and release on, on notes, being able to understand how to find melody and listen and, you know, and, and not have your counter melody louder than your melody. And just, just those basic concepts of musicality. I think that stuff can translate in everything. Now, all of this is going to be pending program expectations. It goes back to some of the other things that we were talking about. You can have all the ideas in the world. We watched the, I mean, not to jump the drum line. We had this whole thing about Dr. Lee, getting thrown under the bus, right? You know what I'm saying? Because they wanted them to be entertaining. And then you have to find a way to find entertainment and where entertainment and education meets. And that has to be the place where um, it's a little bit of give on both sides. You know what I'm saying? It's like, look, man, these kids need to learn the right way to be able to, to you know, do these things is going to increase. Because if we do band, if band is done correctly, it enhances a lot of things about your personality. It enhances how you handle things. It enhances um, a lot of things because you got to think about if you play in band in a way that everything's in like an argument, I feel like, I know this may be like so overly, overly deep, but I feel like we, we translate the way things that we, if we're deep musicians, we translate the way we do things through the, our music. So if I'm always yelling or if I'm always kind of argumentative in my musical space and I've, probably might have some of those 
same issues when it comes to people. If I find a way to be disciplined enough to say, hey, you're important, just like Rick was talking about, you you, you guys were great, or this sounds good, let's make sure we listen for this, or or have patience for something else to happen. Or if I'm I'm playing a part and I'm hearing that everybody is a certain at a certain pitch level and I'm and I'm trying to balance, but my part is really important. I'm like, hey man, let's stop in tune. Or if we can't stop in tune, let's let's try to balance this out. Let me adjust myself instead of saying I'm right and y'all wrong. Like you know what I mean? Like just certain things about like humility, um, discipline, um, procedure, um, you know, continuity. All those things that we learn through music is all important in life. And I think a lot of those skills are being lost in the regular world. So, of course, you're going to lose if you're teaching inappropriately, if you're teaching things that don't really like shine on those those aspects. And so that would be bad. But me, what I teach in every group is the same information. So for me, no, I'm not losing because I'm not. But I'm also not focusing on March band. So I guess I can't you know, I ain't focusing on March band. Um, that's me, but, but, but Mario, the other part of it is this, <laughs> and I'll and I'll get out of the way from Maya and Dante. The other part of it is this: people assume that the when they approach marching band different from from wind ensemble, that it's because marching band is louder. Those people that feel that way have never played Mahler, <laughs> right? Played right, right, right. Like I play right. Mahler and Wagner at the end. I'm I'm like, man, I don't know, is, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm sitting there like, bro. Or not, or oh, before you or oh, before you go on, or not, not even just the fact that they've never even played it, but just don't have never even heard of it, or at least oh, understood the right, yeah, no concept of it at all. We base it that way because of the lack of knowledge, because of ignorance. That's exactly what I was about to say. But go ahead, Dante and Maya. I'm sorry. My bad. All right, Dante, what you got? All right, so um I'm going to go a little different route. Um, are we winning or losing by centering our programs around the marching band? I'm going to say we're winning. All right. Um, but y'all have hit on the issue and that's the approach. So like technique, tone quality, balance and blend, those things shouldn't jump from the ensembles. Like it should be like, this is the way we play. You know what I mean? Um, and that's going to either be good or bad. Um, the reason I say we win, or, and that's it's a few aspects. When we talk about we, um, I assume we're talking about the HBCU culture, and that stems back to Black culture and student body. Um, and then the marching band of the HBCU being one of the most public ensembles at the school. All right. Um, let's call a spade a spade. Um, students aren't coming because they saw so-and-so's bands win ensemble. Most aren't just because a lot of wind ensembles aren't that visible. Does that mean that the school's wind ensemble is bad? No. Does it mean that they can't have a good wind ensemble? That doesn't mean that. But the marching band is going to be one of the most visible activities on a college campus, if not the most. Um, and y'all can correct me if I'm wrong. If you know one that's more visible, please let me know. Um, so saying that we're centering, you know, our programs around the marching band, that's not a bad thing. That could be a good thing. We just have to make sure that we're staying steadfast to actually teaching the correct things in marching band. Tay, I agree with you, bro, 100%. I think your perspective is actually spot on because the fact of the matter is marching band pays a lot of the bills for, you know, or is the is the thing that gets people there. But I think a lot of it, too, is the band director, right? 
because like when I was at PV, when we would give a scholarship to a kid, we were upfront. This is the amount of money that you have to you're going to get. But by by accepting this money, you're also going to be required to come to participate in the concert ensembles. You can choose. You can do jazz band, concert band or win ensemble. And win ensembles was by uh, Dr. Zachary handpicked the people for one ensemble. But it was absolutely communicated. So then that student can make a choice, uh, an informed decision to say, all right, I don't want to do one ensemble, so I'm not going to Prairie View because I know it's expected. And I think that's the part. I think just a lot of band directors, you know, some do, you know, need to communicate clearly what their expectations are for their program. Because, all you know, at the end of the day, like you said, a lot of these groups, including DCI, which I brought up earlier, are reaching out to HBCUs because they like what we do. You know, they like the fact that HBCU trumpets can play all day long in the upper range. You know what I'm saying? And they like the fact that drummers, like the drummers from MD. A lot of people don't know, MD, you got to audition to be an MD every week. You don't just go on the field. If you don't know your stuff, tight. You're going to stand right over there. They go, your raggedy shit over there. <laughs> you, you, you can know it. And if it's dirty, you still yeah, might not play. But say you don't even get no raggedy shit. You're gonna yeah, stand you over can, there. You know it. You're <laughs> passing out water and we're passing out water, water right? What where the Gatorade, sir? <laughs> like and, so, and yeah. I want two when you're passing them up, but we're not going there. Hey, but, 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 can, I, <laughs> but, but, but can I say can I say this before before uh, y'all pass it to Maya? I, I agree with, with everything that everybody is saying. But if we're going to talk about real advancement of pushing the culture of, of HBCU um, music programs overall, we can't just be so lopsided. I understand that, you know, quote unquote, the marching band, you know, brings in the groups and, and quote unquote, you know, bring brings in the money. You know, we call it Lajon, you know, bringing bringing the money. But the whole point is we also have to be cognizant that a, a lot of those students are eventually going to become directors so you can't fail them either because at the end of the day they're whatever you feed them they're get, they're then gonna give out to the world once they graduate from the world so it's like we have to uh we gotta stop dumbing down shit though too as well some of these music departments honestly need to step their game up like honestly for the last last past couple of years i know for a fact if you come from FAMU, BCU, I've met these guys, or even Norfolk. Like, there are legit A1 guys. I don't give a damn what instrument they play. They know their craft, and that's and that's what's up. If you think about, like, for example, like Sam Houston, you don't think of Sam Houston State University for their marching band. You think about their music department. You think about certain universities for their music department. And then it's the other aspects on the back end. When they talk about HBCUs, you think about the marching band and then you consider if it's a good music department. I look at Jackson State for what they've been doing lately. They've been pushing the culture. They have a great marching band as well as wind ensemble and solo ensembles and different things as well. So it's like we we got to We have to do better and we, we can't continue using the excuse of well, the marching band bring the money. Well, it does. But what you doing after the fact, though, what seeds are you planting after the fact 10, 20 years from now? Uh, for the music education world, I think it's unfair to keep naming these big ensemble, these big groups too. Um, like Jackson State, yeah, they're doing good, but they also got how many people that they can split and do whatever. Talk about a band that got forty people. 
and then say, oh, well, we doing this and we doing this and we doing this. Yeah, that's not happening, dog, because you killing these 20 students <laughs> that's doing everything. You know what I mean? That's um, a so hell like, of a, I feel that. Hell I feel of a that. point, Don. Yeah, that's a hell of a point. Because we we talk about Delenn on here all the time and what they're doing at Central. Yeah, right. Like, Delenn is a great band director. It has nothing to do with the march. I mean, he's, I've known Delenn for over 20 years now. Like, that brother was one of the best musicians in Norfolk State Band when I was a freshman. So it was like, in my mind, I'm going to always hold him on that level. I think about, you know, other bands. Like, it's a, I, Dante, that's a hell of a point, man. I, I don't want to take Maya's time. That's a hell of a point. Don't be worried about me now. Y'all don't want on, no, no, no. No, go ahead. Maya, reclaim your time. Reclaim your time. I mean, uh, everything that I had in the pocket that I already been. <laughs> So everybody already said what you needed to say. Exactly. But I mean, again, to answer the question, um, are we winning or losing by centering? Uh, yeah, I do agree. Our programs around the marching band. Um, I, I think it's more so until we get back to let me go back. A dynamic band director, more so, excuse me, a good band director or a good bandsman, an outstanding bandsman, an outstanding band director is what? A dynamic musician, first and foremost. And I think in order to create a dynamic bandsman or a band director, or a dynamic bandsman who becomes a band director, is to be able to have a cohesive and collective department in itself, right? So it doesn't necessarily have to be marching band, old concert band, win ensemble, it doesn't have to be that. Until everyone gets on the same page and we're all feeding and, and really living in our expertise or mastery of each ensemble in which all together they make the music department in itself, there will be no progression. There will be nothing else because just like Juan said, it's cyclical, right? So if I go to my uh, private sessions or my student teacher isn't there, I don't really give a damn. I still graduate with my, um, with my degree, but I'm now trying to go teach or, or develop a band of my own, but I have no wheelhouse. All I know is that, you know, like, okay, yeah, I maybe was in a concert band maybe like one year or I did this for whatever. Now I'm going to portray that that new thing onto the new generation. And now we just, we just downhill from there. So until we all get, whether it's pedagogy, whether it's the curriculum itself, until that changes, that enhances and we all get on one accord, we're definitely going to be losing by centering the program on marching band because it's just one piece of it, Right. So it takes all of us to be able to make this show because we're dynamic, we have our strengths, we're, we have our strong suits, and together that makes us a unit. I think it's the same way with building a musician, a band director, or whomever. It takes a collective, it takes a unit, it takes a village, it takes, I know this from here, I got this from here, I'm able to do this. In marching band, oh, I don't know, the section leader, I, whatever. This person who plays trumpet can also drop on the mellophone, who can also go back and get on the bass drum, who can also do this. That's a dynamic musician because I have the ability to pull from all of these different instances that made me who I am. So essentially, everybody's correct. I think we're all saying the same thing. But yeah, I think we're losing. It's not necessarily losing. Let me just say, I think that um, Brownie was right while saying we need to kind of change the way in which we're asking it. It's not necessarily win or lose. It's just until we get make make a, a cohesive manner. I mean, for lack of better words. All right, good, man. Any final thoughts? Tight. 
Everybody good. That's why uh, we good. We keep it rolling in. Hey, I'm good. All right, man. Well, if you're just joining us, welcome everybody to Talk That Talk. We have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU, band culture, music, music education, and more. Please make sure that as soon as you come in, you go ahead and hit that like button, man. Smash that like button. We need to get these likes up. Let's get these likes up, man. Remember, likes are free. I ain't asking you for, you know, for no bread, man. I'm just asking you to click a like button. Thumbs up, thumb down, heart. We can we can go ahead and hit it. Well, go ahead, you do it too. I appreciate you. All right, go ahead and smash that like button. Also, please go over to the uh, YouTube page. If you're watching us on Facebook, go over to the YouTube page, subscribe to the network. Also, click the bell, turn on notifications. Uh, just to let you guys know, this is going to be our last topic. And then once we get finished with the topic, uh, I'm going to, well, while we're going through the topic, I'm going to put a link in so you can come in and call with us and you can get on, jump on with us and have the conversation with us. All right, here we go. Last topic. So there are a lot of lists out there, a lot of lists. We got uh, HBCU sports list. We got the, I think it's the undefeated list, the one yard list. More recently, we, yeah, I think I already said, we already got the undefeated list. My question to you guys is this. What do these lists prove? What do these lists prove? Maybe I'm ignorant. Uh, list of what? What What are we talking about? What kind of list? Whose list? Well, my, it's all right. It's, I'm, let me catch you up. Let me catch okay. you up. So these lists give the top, in most cases, give the top either bands, but most specifically, they always talk about the top HBCU bands. And they usually have a list of maybe numbers one through ten. And so, yeah, what do these lists prove? And these lists are made by whomst? Exactly. Bandheads or uh, people, Twitter fingers? Uh, is, that what, is that what this is? This is not necessarily something that comes from actual, well, we cannot prove or disprove, but bands, men, or people of the like. This is just to, be honest, to be honest, Maya, nobody knows who does these lists. Really? There's nobody knows at all. They just I have no idea. Like one of the lists, the undefeated one, that's done by ESPN. And oh well, shit! Uh, it ain't proving nothing because it. Oh, it, it proves something. It proves that it's a lot of D riders. That's what it's I. A, it proves that it's a lot of bullshit. That uh, <laughs> that I mean, that's all it proves because I'm trying to figure out like you. Nobody that has no. Ain't never picked up a a, 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 a a hand, a foot, a instrument, a drum, anything a day in their life is making a list. It goes back to exactly what we're saying. The standards of HBCU culture or the band culture in general is put on or or, or it's um, exaggerated by people who just want to tap in and have a hearsay. People that just want to be able to say like, oh, yeah, I put my two cents in. So I don't think it proves anything until we get an adjudicated um 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 not concert contest of some sort and that goes year over year over year to really prove and who proves or not disprove who's on top who the kings this that and the third ain't nothing proving nothing it's just a whole bunch of people talking their shit which means what absolutely nothing unless we go back to the question two questions ago three questions ago it proves something to those people who are small in terms of their thinking and small in terms of their value of like, oh, okay, well, the masses say I'm good, so I must be good. So let's just keep going with the thought that we're good. 
But aside from that, like, it don't mean shit about shit. Bandhead.org been going on for umpteen thousand years, and it's just the same people on there typing, oh, this person good, oh, this person not good, whatever the case may be. And you wonder why people who are actually in the band have such a hard time, or I can only speak for myself, who have a hard time figuring out whether it's worth it or not because you telling me I'm putting my heart, soul, sweat, blood, and tears in the shit, and you telling me I ain't, I ain't shit, but you ain't, you couldn't catch me on the 50 any day in your goddamn life. So again, the list don't prove nothing. It just proves that people loud as, loud as shit when they just want to be behind closed doors or behind their screens, modules, cameras, whatever. I need the Jim Ross voice. Shots fired! Shots fired! Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, hold up. I, I got you. I got you. Hold up. Come on, Maya. Oh. Hey, let's go. Hey. Oh. She's preaching today. Ooh, praise God for Jesus. You know what? I told you I had it queued up for you. All right. Thanksgiving. I was really I'm thinking you was about to do shots fired and you went to the church music. I feel like I'm going to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smooth pumping. I need that Jim Rose by straight up pumping, bro. I don't know. I'm I'm sorry. You're saying that ESPN is telling people who the top bands are. They've been doing it for years, Maya. But you know what? That now that I think about it, I think Michonne did post something. But I mean, so I feel you. But again, like, do you have a specialist? Like, who is making this decision? Do you have an analyst that has a background or maybe somebody that marched? Like, who is doing this? A bunch of the whites saying, ooh, look at these people doing this and the third. This one did it better than this one. That's what it sounds like to me. So what's the difference between, like, USA Today? They do, they do the same thing. And and honestly, it's been announced in some people's announcements. You know, number one band ranked by USA Today. I mean, all of it is subjective at the end of the day. Yeah, and that one, and and the only HBC on that list was was Southern, and Southern came in second place. Yeah, so, so, yeah. I, if you allow me to jump in, y'all, I mm -hmm. think what these lists prove. I think the only thing these lists prove, and y'all tell me if I'm wrong, is that your band has some type of social media and YouTube presence. That's the only thing they prove. Yeah, or, or a large following, or a large following. Yeah, yeah following. That's it because. There's like Dante Keats ringing up. There's never any small bands without a media team on that list. And we have a lot of good, like, I think last week or the week before was the first time that North Carolina Central had made the list. And that was when that brother that's doing the double deductions, he was like the host of it. And it was his favorite yeah. bands. It wasn't like the undefeated bands. He gave his top 10 bands and North Carolina Central was on there. Hampton was on there. Kentucky State was on there. Like, an actual band head gave his own personal list, and some of the smaller bands made the thing. I think it's specifically talking about, hey, we have some type of media team presence, which puts us online, which in turn people can say we're great. I, th I think that's all that list proves. I think there are a lot of bands that value that list a little too much. <laughs> You know, but I think in some cases it can be very helpful because you can go back to your administration and say, look, this is what, <laughs> you know, hold a piece of paper. This is what all that hard work we've been doing pays off to do. You know, like we didn't have the discussions about some of these sorry administrations and their support of their band. You know, I got an anonymous source, you know, telling me that some bands ain't even going to be able to go home for Thanksgiving this week. You know what I'm saying? These bands going around making the ultimate sacrifice and having to deal with the crap that their schools put them through 
And this said band that I'm talking about was on that top top ten list that came out this past week. So this is opportunity for bands to say, here's my value. You know, I make I made number one, number two, number three, whatever on this list. Here's my value. Since y'all don't know what the hell we do, but you always criticize it. I think that's what it does. All right, Quan. What do these lists prove? I mean, I, I think we've said it thus far. I mean, it's really subjective. Uh, we don't even know who's creating the list. We don't know the um, the qualifications of, of the person that's making this up. Like, we don't know anything. We just know that weekly we have a list. Uh, most of us, we see it, we agree it or, or disagree with it, uh, you know, pending from week to week. Um, the people that follow those uh particular bands you know either brag on it or disagree you know disagree with it um i saw somebody in the comment says all this is is a debate debating bait so to speak that's all it really is i mean and i you know i was not going to say against it but i was like well what's the point point of adjudication what i realized adjudication it, it means a lot if you say if you say you're the king well go and put your title up big dog if you say you're the greatest or whatever of all time, go and put it up there. Wouldn't it be something if we could have a weekly adjudication where the band directors honestly vote after you had your full week of, uh, you know, your runs for your shows, field and in stands. If the band directors of the respective schools could truly and honestly vote, because we're talking, I'm pretty sure that the band directors are not petty to where, you uh would look at another video and be like, damn, like they will smash it and actually vote from an honest perspective. And then you could actually see where these votes going. That would be completely different. And honestly, that will show number one camaraderie amongst HBCU bands instead of, you know, the aspect of, you know, we crips and bloods from across the field. Also, what it does is honestly, it it, it motivates honestly the uh, the directors and it shows appreciation across the board. I mean, but until we you know get to that point where we can operate amicably amongst one another, man, that list don't mean shit. Well, it seems like everybody's in agreement that the list don't mean nothing unless anybody has an opposing view. So let me ask this question because Quan, you kind of hinted at it. Do these lists give more reason to have adjudicated um, performances? No, because I don't think the band world takes these lists seriously. I think I think there is a I think there is a thirst for our community to say this band is the best and you know a ranking system. But people will look at that list and say, dog, how's Hampton on the on the list? No, I'm good. I ain't paying that no attention. Not saying, damn, Thomas that worked his ass off to get new instruments for that band, to bring a new show style um, to that they're doing. All the new great uniforms. Right, new uniforms. Trip to, trip, to, trip to Rome, Macy's Day Parade. Macy's Parade. Like, not taking that into account. It's just band ignorance. So, in my opinion, Julian, no. I don't think people, I don't think it's doing anything to add to that conversation, but I think that eventually, if people, I, no, I take that back. I don't think eventually it's ever going to happen because I think these big bands that we've been talking about have too much to lose by coming in third or fourth 
and an adjudicated competition. You can't call yourself the Kings in third place. You can't call yourself the Kings in sixth, all right? Especially if you come in sixth to a Hampton or a North Carolina Central. You know what I'm saying? We talked about band programs that are small that don't get credit. North Carolina Central got one of the best jazz bands in all the HBCU. They whipped our ass when we was in school. Their production program, they got Knife Wonder on faculty. Like, these are the things you don't hear, or he used to be, I don't know if he's still there, because they don't have a media team and because they don't have as big of a social media presence. So, no, Drew, I don't think it does, bro. I really don't. We need a BET Classic. <laughs> I disagree. I think I think definitely uh, uh, programs will definitely take this and run with it. Like, matter of fact, I think, uh, uh, goddamn, what is the school name? I think Southern's MC right now is is uh, uh, making edits to his damn intro, often imitated, never duplicated, voted number one on ESPN's band list. Like, they're going to definitely take that shit and, 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 and roll with it. Why wouldn't they? Well, they came they? in third. This, they came in third this week, so I don't know if they okay, okay, but you said that you can't be number six or or what whatever you said, but you definitely can be because just like what happened uh, the first one or two games of Southern, right? Bro dropped his uh, whole snare drum on the ground. Nobody talking about it, but well, yeah, we, we did, still we talking did. about shit that PV did ten years ago or whatever the case may be. Or oh, you know, like. The Kings, if the Kings is the Kings, then whatever they do is going to, it's, it's not going to matter regardless. So, yeah, you can definitely be number 10 on that list. But if you got that following behind you, they're going to say like, oh, well, this is what happened. Oh, this is the excuse that 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 made this to be true. So that's how I feel about that. It's so, going to matter with the formerly adjudicated staff, though. Yeah. Um, but I don't see them putting themselves. I don't see a lot of bands putting themselves. Um, in that realm, because they're going to say it's biased to a certain type of band. Sure, I can agree so, with that. So there's two things that I want to say. Um, anybody can respond to it, and then uh, we got to get to whatever guests we got uh, coming in. Also, I'll put the link in the description, or how is say description? I'll put the link in the comment section. Click the link if you want to go in live with us, all right? Come talk that talk with us. So there's two things that I want to say. On our second show that we ever did, one of the things that we talked about was ego, right? And so Quan brought up one of those things where I think it was Quan who said that you don't think that band directors are going to want to give up the idea of that title of being the top band, right? Or they have a lot to lose. So right now, when we look at HBCU band programs, do does well, that goes back to one of the questions that we ever asked? Does ego get in the way of the development of our programs? So that's the first thing. The second thing is, here's my second question, and then y'all can talk amongst yourselves. When we talk about adjudicated programs, I, as a person who worked at a university program and a person who worked at a high school program, think it is completely unfair as a university director to sit back and say, I refuse to be adjudicated, but high schoolers allow themselves all the time to be put on a chopping block. All right, so those are my thoughts. Y'all go ahead and talk. It's not unfair because high school marching band, the ones that are competitive, are set up to be competitive. The purpose of a college marching band is to support the football team. Entertainment. So, right. right. Uh, no, it's, it's, it. it's specifically to support the football right. team. 
That's why black college, that's why white college, all these schools marching bands, with the exception of some schools like Talladega and others, exist, is to support the football team. So in some instances, the argument can be, we ain't here for that. We just here, like Mario said, to entertain and to support our football team. So I can understand if the argument was that. The argument that we none of us agree with, Julia, is, and why I think it is fair, is because we always hear this band's the best, that band's the best. All these bands are the best. You always putting yourself in that category, prove it. I think that's where I disagree. So, you know, when I look at some of these competitive high schools, I was talking to some friends this weekend, man. Um, there's a school in um, Texas. I want to leave their name synonymous. But there's a school in Texas right now, y'all, and this is most of those bands that competed in BOA. Their band marching band budget is $2 million for high school marching band. They raise $2 million every year to be a competitive marching band. Their students pay $4,000 a year in marching band fees. Just mm-hmm. yeah, what they do. What they do. They make BOA right. every year. That's what they do. <laughs> they make BOA every finals every year. They made BOA finals this year. You can try to figure out who the band is, but the, uh, the person I was talking to said somebody did a dissertation on the um, correlation between band budget and participation in BOA finals. And they found that majority of those bands have at least over a million dollar budget to be able to, to uh, compete at, the, at those finals. Million dollar budget, not counting scholarship, is bigger than every HBCU band in the country. Every band, only other band I know that's up there is like Ohio State and others. You know what I'm saying? So this is big money. This is big business, y'all. And I think because a lot of our people aren't exposed to that that side of what it is, this is not new and uncommon, you know, in that world. It's just that now we're starting to scratch that surface because we're tired of people saying I'm the best just because, you know, I have a bunch of blind followers that sit at my altar every week. We get tired of <laughs> we get tired of hearing that. You say you're the best proof. So no, June, I don't I really don't I don't think it will, bro. Okay. All right. We got some guests coming in. Crystal, I saw you in here. Uh come on back through. My bad. We we had to finish out that uh conversation. Uh, but some good conversation going on. Let's welcome welcome our first guest. Smash time in the building. What's going what on, up? bro? What's up, bro? What up, what up? And I had to do it, I had to do it just like you, man. I I hope I, I hope I did it some justice. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> all right, bro. What you got for us? Uh, man, just uh, wanted to uh, come on. I've been watching. Uh, well, first, I didn't know about the show at all. Some people was sending me the little, like the little snippet y'all post, and I didn't like none of them. Just be honest. I was like, you know, damn, Southern haters. Uh, just you know, those small college guys. But something say, you know, Justin actually watch the show. Don't watch the the uh, the clips, and I actually got a, a whole different depiction. You know, an appreciation of the show from just the clips. So y'all doing a good job with those uh, eye-catching uh, clips or whatever. Um, yeah, man, uh, it's crazy how y'all talking about, like, the, the smaller bands and y'all from Norfolk and y'all from like, schools on this side. I'm from the South, uh, with the South University. Didn't much in the band, though, but uh, definitely have a strong uh, band background. Um, this season, crazy, this season I, I said I wanted to um, dedicate a lot of my games to the smaller programs and the programs who don't get no love, you know what I'm saying? So, I know I have a crazy fan base and people are going to watch 
almost anything I post. Let me go give the smaller programs, you know what I'm saying, the same kind of light that uh, I get a big programs. And I ain't gonna lie, uh, I've learned a hell of a lot. Uh, I've experienced a lot of stuff that I wish I would have known, you know, as a kid, a younger grunter, because you know, all we exposed to down southern New Orleans is Southern Grandma Jackson State, you know what I'm saying, per se. But uh, definitely the Norfolk and um, Hampton, the whole Virginia, to be honest, like, damn, like, you know, just the culture and, like, how, like, you know, like, when, like I said, when Knighton went to South Carolina State, we like, why he went to South Carolina State? But then you go look at the band, they, they're actually good. They're just not, like, big, like, our bands are down south. So I guess um, I got a newfound appreciation, and y'all show a lot of love. Like, when I went to the Norfolk Hampton game, Mr. Jones invited me to the uh, the trip to uh, make the parade. That's actually where I'm at right now. I'm with the band. So, uh, yeah, man, I just like y'all content and, you know, just wanted to say, keep it going. Appreciate it, bro. What's up, yeah, man. bro. Yeah, man. So, yeah, you, in Jer- you in Jersey City right now? Yeah, we in Jersey. I'm at the hotel with them. So, they, that, well, we, oh, we about oh. to I head out in a in the, in the couple hours at a practice, but yeah. So, the school, so the school they went to yesterday, Science Park in Newark? Did you, did yesterday, you know we, that they, they didn't went? go to that was Monday. I, I made it in after that. I'm Mon- on Monday, yeah, on Monday. Did, that's mm-hmm. my school. Okay, that, that's dope. You the band director? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's my. I'm, I'm the band director. That uh, the one of the drum majors, uh, Jeremiah, is one of my students, and the trombone section leader is, is from my school too. The trombone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Bet. Well, I, I made it in after the uh, left. So my first thing was the the performance at the park. So that's what I uh, posted first. Oh, yeah. dope, dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. Um. And I want to say this, man, and I think that's one of the things that as far as this show is is that I always want to try to make sure that we have people who are in the trenches who are being able to give this feedback. So I'm an educator. I'm still in the system. I, I used to be assistant band director at Prairie View. Uh, Chief is a band director, in New Jersey. Rick used to be the former band director at Prairie View. He's a associate band director at UConn. Quan is is working at Worth and Dante even though he's a guest today, but he's a, a band director in Richmond, man. So, you know, we always want to try to make sure that the, the information that we're giving back is also from the perspective of we in the trenches, we didn't march, and we know, you know, what's going on on both sides. So, you know, I, I appreciate the love, bro. And and definitely, man, I, I, I respect the fact that you were out there giving, you know, those small bands that love, man. Because a lot of people, when we're looking at the comments, man, a lot of people, that's what they're talking about It's like, a lot of people don't talk about the small bands, man. And 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 honestly, it's really crazy to even say this. Norfolk, outside of our Norfolk's now media team, doesn't really get a lot of love. You know what I'm saying? And so I really appreciate you, you know, doing what you're doing and, and made that commitment to do that, man. So much respect and much love to that, bro. Let me, uh, let me yeah, have... I, I'll take, let, let me take that before you say you got to say, uh, uh, sorry, cause y'all, but uh, yeah, man, um, Robin in New Orleans. Robin always talks about Norfolk this, Norfolk that. We laughing at Robin ass. But, you know, only thing we ever heard of is, like, the old Norfolk. So I wanted to be the one to be like, you know, now that I got everything, let me go see what Norfolk hidden for me. You know what I'm saying? Let me see what the, the hype actually is. I like that damn, uh, I want to say that 09 band, they was serious as hell. I was a freshman. I mean, I was a, a senior in high school in 2010, so I understand down that's the and they be talking about Norfolk, you know what I'm saying? But shit, you know what I'm saying? I'm a musician. I, I appreciate that. So you, you're absolutely right. Uh, getting the perspective of the small bands is, like I say, it's, it's homage. But you go ahead, Rick. Well, let me ask you a question, bro. I'm a little, you know, I got to bring the tea. Who you think? Hey, the best I, I, band I, I definitely got it for you too. <laughs> uh, who you, who you think the best band in the country is right now? 
right now Southern University is not even a question. And yeah. I, and it's not because of the, the hype. I mean, okay, why? Okay. Um from consistency. I re- I see I let me tell you, before I get on the show, I watched the last three weeks from the gays uh to the damn um what it was y'all was talking about. And I, I've been watching the shows to see to see what y'all gotta say. Um and um I'm just say consistency. Like I see y'all been talking a lot about you're trying to write about this social media presence. I'm sorry, 2021. Like I had a problem I won in the band. Uh when I wanted to do this small band thing, I went to go record this small band, right? Not to toot my own harm, but I pulled up, they didn't know who the hell I was. Like I was like, like, damn, y'all don't like don't know anything. But back sudden this consistency, man, like we know they got a crazy fan base and people going to say they're number one just because they got a lot of D-Riders. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you can't find too many bands like Southern that has a lot of D-Riders that can back that up most of, most of the time. Hard to find a... They're going to they gonna, they gonna kill it more than you can find a mistake. Not saying they're going to make a mistake they make a hell of a lot of them. But their goods are where they where they bads. And that's why I'm going to say different shows were at the 19th season. They had a battle every week. Pulled off why you can see Spike Championship and Rose Bowl by playing. Band's not doing that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's my opinion on who the best band in the country is right now. But I will say there's a lot of bands that people don't talk about that, that can be the top bands in the country. I'm going to just roll with them because of the consistency. If you put them up against 10 bands, they're going to kill a bunch of them. There's no shade to another band, but sometimes we got to be real, real with ourselves. And also, you can't even have a bad conversation for real, for real. And not even name them, even if it's no, off the no, mess up. That's, I, don't, I don't disagree with that at all. No, right. I agree. I, I yeah, I agree with you 100%. I don't think there is, you can't be taken seriously if you have an HBCU band conversation and don't right. mention Southern. But you say you watched it, bro. I'm going to push back from the standpoint of this. You say you saw Norfolk. Norfolk sounds better than Southern. They just do. I think Norfolk doesn't get the, the publicity that Southern gets. I think Southern has a little more energy and excitement around them than what Norfolk has. But when you just talk about sound itself, mm-hmm. anything else, fundamentals of music and sound, you can actually hear Norfolk's woodwinds. They aren't just there for decoration. You can actually hear dynamics and intonation. Like those type of things like makes it very difficult for me. If you talk about excitement in your face, power, bombacity, yes, yeah, Southern takes it. Okay, but that's why I, I can go here with you because, I mean, you have a track record. Ain't you about to get your doctorate? Yeah, yeah. I've been watching the show in a minute before I get on to speak. Uh, yeah. uh, that sound, that's cool. That's a part of it. But I don't, if that's the case, half the bands on y'all side sound way better than the bands in the sweat. Let's just, let's be, if we just being honest. We talk about stripping sound, close your eyes, let's listen to it. It sounds better. But that excitement is what they just get that kid to come to your school. You know what I'm I don't care how you how you put it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think I'm gonna just say message to the bands out there that just have the sound, like the Norfolks. Well, Norfolk, they that's a, that's a, that's a damn good band. I was that in person for that. I, I wanted to go see what they, they sound like outside the videos. Yeah. Even though y'all might not agree with that in the ghetto, that's the one that made me like Lord, have mercy. Like, if you can give me that on that song, I need it more. You know what I'm saying? If I see you can give me some of that one time, and then you give me the dynamics and everything from the, the y'all show y'all use your damn woodwinds. And my favorite clip from Norfolk this year is the little one. Eddie, I watched it record that video on the cell phone. And when y'all sing that little song, the call and response, that shit gangster. I like that. You know what I'm saying? So 
Yeah, they do sound good, but uh, what's gonna happen on the field? You know what I'm saying? You have a bomb ass hot ice, the, the true dance team, and but if they're not getting the good dance, Amaya, if you're not getting the songs to 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 to, to give that energy to the other team, giving across the field, they gonna say you lost because I always play the soft stuff that sound good. So it's hard. Yeah, I can, yeah, I can definitely respect that opinion, bro. Like, right? Like we have that same feedback for the band that we marched in. You know what I'm saying? Like. Norfolk is still playing songs that they played when I was in the band. I was in yeah. the band almost over 20 years ago. Yeah, I said I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you. Yeah. You'll have more critics from Norfolk about Norfolk than probably anywhere else. You may not hear us say it in the public all the time. We definitely we definitely get on our program a lot, man. We get on our program a lot because we expect greatness from them. You know what I mean? And all of us you know, coming from that program and loving it so much, Knowing the potential that's there and seeing this this media presence be being able to push maybe even mediocre bands to the forefront, it's like if you could just take what we're doing and put this out there, man. Like, and then when you get that opportunity, don't leave early in the fifth quarter when you've been waiting all year and you ain't seen no band. Don't and leave and bring the drummers down and, and, and don't do right. And so, gotta, the the, the, the right. band gotta make the calf. Boy, stop right. Playing, like. Right,ไม่ใช่ไม่ใช่ไม่ใช่ไม่ใช่ไม่ใช่ไม่ใช่ไม่ใช่ไม่ใช่ไม่ใช่ไม่ใช่ไม่ใช่ไม่ใช่
but I just don't want as us as not only members of the culture, man, but people that want to see these programs flourish. It can't just be that. And that's all we ever hear. We don't hear about bands that play with, you know, man, like this Young and the Restless thing, bro. I'm sure you've seen some of the comments that people have about this Young and the Restless thing. Like we never can appreciate musicality anymore. If it's not power, if it's not energy, if it's not in your face, it gets no recognition at all. And it's but always Rick, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Uh, Rick. Uh, but um, I'm sure all y'all could give me an arrangement with all the dynamics in it. Some software. You you can write younger the restless and get me excited about it. Can you? Can you? Right. Write? right. Exactly. So that's still that's still my point. Still not an excuse. So, that, so you didn't get any excitement from that young and the restful? No, it, it was it was the shit. What I'm saying is, give it to one of y'all. What, what should have been different to it, Rick? To Absolutely get me nothing. Nothing. Absolutely that's, nothing. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. That shit was perfect, bro. Because I, I I'm able to I'm able to listen to that and find enjoyment from it because I can hear I can hear the transparency of the woodwinds to the, the clarinets that's playing an octave above the second clarinets with the saxophones playing in the middle. I can hear that as a musician. So and now you got me guessing if it's the trumpet or the, the piccolo. <laughs> right, right. Well, right. as a normal person, like, you know, that's not listening to it in that way is saying, damn, that shit ain't blowing, so I'm bored. So that it ain't good. And that, that's think... the point, bro. Like, when that first woodwind note came in, I got goosebumps because of how in tune the piccolos were. Because we all know, on this call, as band directors, and you know, bro, like, piccolo and HBCU, we might as well just call that instrument in, out of tune. That might just, might as well be the name of the instrument. To get 16, 17 piccolos to play that in tune was super, imp- I got goosebumps. I was like, this is about to be the shit. Just from that one note, bro. But that's how I listen to band music. And maybe the, maybe that's just me, man. You know, maybe. But it's, not, it's, just, it's not just you. It's just a matter of, like, I think what I do like about Southern and the bands like who have the the the, the media game by the neck, Southern to play some shit that'll make you that'll make a real musician be like, damn, or like you know, people who actually care about like, damn, why y'all can't give me four four or five of these instead of all these rap daddies, like y'all call it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right, right, right. like like so it's like y'all can do it. You have the capability of it because Batman, you had to be in a stadium for your jaw to drop. Like when Brian wrote that shit, like that was one of the ones like Damn, are we in a movie theater kind of shit? Like you had to respect it. Now when you go back, people gonna go back and critique it and say the trumpets was out of order. But the, thought, the fact that he even pulled something out there in the fifth against Jackson State, the biggest band of the bandism, you know what I'm saying? Makes you appreciate it. So like I'm saying, Rick, I'm not, I'm a realist about band. And I don't give my band opinion to everybody. I don't. I'm not even gonna talk about band with too many people because like you'll argue me down that. Jackson Smash Southern, when you watch my clip, you know what I'm saying? Like, you wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? Y'all don't go to these HBCU games to even. So, I don't talk about bad. Let's see. I'm saying you're credible, but I just want somebody who's actually going to be real with the damn conversation. I never tell who I think won the fifth, but I'm definitely going to tell you my favorite songs from that from that, from that that Joker. So, yeah, man. All right, man. Respect, bro. Much, yeah, much good, respect. And, and I will definitely say I agree with you. Uh, as it, as it relates to being there, you know, live and in person versus what you hear on that goddamn on clip, because the clip, it, it, even the clip may sound amazing, but I I know what it feels like to be live, bro. It, it was like, and I always we always talk about this. Me and Rick went to that uh boombox. Uh, what year was that, bro? Twenty thirteen. Yeah, 
Uh, that was that was the um, that Holy Grail, uh, Holy Grail year. Mm-hmm. And on the cliff, everybody was like, Jackson was meeting Southern, and we mm-hmm. we, we were there, bro. Mm-hmm. Like when they turned to Jackson, we was like, Oof, yeah. <laughs> Ain't no way. You felt wind on that other side. So I agree with you, bro. But man, I got to get to the next guest, man. I appreciate right, you, man. bro. Appreciate you for checking us hey, out. Man, man. Shout out, man. Man, and everybody, if y'all don't know who Smash Time is, man, he keeps the videos rolling. So, man, y'all go ahead and support that brother too, man. He, yo, we, we may we may have to get up, bro. You and you and my mech of the woods, man. Welcome to Jersey, man. Let me tell you the first thing I said, boy. I said from y'all, why y'all y'all not the dance team? Everything I have my own dance team now. That's go, y'all. Y'all probably seen it, but I was just looking at the scenery here in New York uh, and like Jersey. I'm like, why in the hell we don't have like a, a strong band culture? I, I was just. I can put together a one video and show you why we need to get this on this side. So whatever help we need, Doc, let me know. I'll fly everyone for three hours when I drive I'm fine. Matter of so fact, me... I got a I got a big project I'm working on. I, I will I will hit you up. We gotta get a, um um connect offline, man. But just DM me on Instagram, smash time productions, I'm gonna get back with you. Gotcha. I'm gonna see you right, something. Thank y'all for having me, man. All right, All right, so, all right bro. Have a good one, bro. And see, man, this is this is what it's all about, man. Build the connections, you know, make having these conversations, man, because I appreciate him and Rick just having that conversation because those are the conversations we need to have, man. Not a whole bunch of man. I appreciate that that conversation, man. So I want this brother Hazel Band, man. I want him if he jump on, bro, because I want to address something he said, man, because I I vehemently disagree with what he said, man. Is he on Jewish? Is he one of the people calling in? Nah, nah. Yeah, uh, Hazel Band, man. He made the statement that nobody cares about the young and the restless because they don't know it and all. I disagree. The people that care go to fam. And that's why that shit sounds that way. No. The The people that care about musicality and all those things go to those schools. They just do. oh oh yeah to the old school but but yeah, I'm gonna say yeah, oh yeah my bad my bad yeah but yeah, I'm not talking about the song itself yeah. I'm talking about but, like, I mean but oh overall bro I mean it was a <laughs> put like the young and wrestler young and wrestler displayed everything that you would want from a band absolutely like real talk and you know I was thinking about like back in the day like when you used to truly have like battles if if one school would play a gospel song, you had another song that played another. Like, you had something in your chamber just in case. Kind of like a DJ battle from across the stands, bro. But, I mean, we don't have that anymore. But that was an awesome piece. I don't give a damn. No. Oh, My so everybody. Yeah, I'm about to say, before we hear the this girl Maya that smashed the whole plate and... She even took whatever drink was in that cup to the head, and and she felt it. You can hey, feel she, it. she had two hands like smoking. But she two hands in that cup. Listen, Kool Aid, bro. Oh, yeah, the Kool Aid. Listen, that plate was calling my name, and I was like, "Oh shit." <laughs> Hey, look, look. I just gotta make this public service announcement real quick, man. Uh, before we get to Crystal, man. 
Look, I just got to put it out there real quick, man. As an H-Time representative, born and raised in H-Time, Maine, the Rockets that won their second game. Good Lord, <laughs> thank God. You know you something. You got to make that announcement. You know your team stinks. When you the Rockets that won their second game, dog. They got 25 seconds left. It's 114-1. Look, 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 look how happy he is, dog. I'm excited, dog. Look, dog, my heart didn't been hurt every single goddamn game, bro. So my boys, they got their second win. They probably that's probably gonna be their last one all year, man. All right, oh baby, we got four. Hey, somebody say somebody say Maya on her Thanksgiving zero quarter. And listen, I'm about to go back for second shit. She got that food in her mouth like a goddamn on chipmunks throwing some. That's what I'm saying, like. Let one thing about them, two things for sure. I'm eat. Oh, yeah, we're gonna eat. No, we're gonna eat. Like, hey, like, oh, let me turn the camera. We already know what you're gonna do. We took y'all the whole, the whole, that whole fox line. We took and guess what? The foxes had the most place. Y'all did not hold nothing back. I can tell you in the MSC, in the calf, all the place on the table, golden corral, all the place on the table. She gonna eat. I remember she ain't got nothing on that Morgan calf, right, Crystal? <laughs> <laughs> Belgian waffles every day, all day. Belgian waffles. Great fun. Waff. I think I gotta, I gotta learn how to say it, Crystal. Waffles. I can't do it. I can't do it. Here he go. I can't get I can't get the uh the accent, man. But what's up, Crystal? What's going on? Nothing much. Listen, I, I wanted to go back. This y'all were talking about adjudicated bands. Listen, y'all know that. These folk don't want their bands adjudicated. Mm. Rick, you know. Dante, you know. Quan, you sure as hell know. These folk don't want to have to actually listen to an opinion outside of their fan base. And that's why these bands will never be adjudicated. They don't want to hear. And listen, I'm coming from I my first year with a high school, I got adjudicated. And I got my feelings hurt. It's a hard pill to swallow when somebody say, everything about your band that you didn't think about and that you know ignorance is bliss so you get to say well you know um we don't do those things because that's what you know we love to blame it on white people oh man that's what white bands do and this is whatever and high schools have to do that shit all the time high school band directors get beginners and they gotta put their ass on the stage and be judged by people who don't give a good goddamn how long that kid been playing. They want to hear fundamentals. And it's not that it can't be done. We don't want it to be done. If it, we if we wanted it to be done, it would have been done. But we don't want nobody to say that the Kings ain't Kings. We don't want nobody to say. we. And, and, and what's really truthful about adjudication is it's not necessarily always saying that your band is good. It's just talk, talking about the stuff that you can improve on. And so back to that ego conversation, mofos got egos and egos get hurt and they don't want someone to say that they don't know what the hell they're doing, even if they don't know what the hell they're doing. And it's nothing like that more than a band director who got there too early, too soon. And someone said, good job, too early. When someone here too, too early, you did a good job. Your band is this, that. You don't want to hear nobody say, yeah, but those piccolos, though. Then you be like, that's how piccolos play. Like, shut up. That's not how piccolos play. Listen to that naughtiest thing. 
Piccolo's can play in tune. Maybe you don't give a good damn about intonation, and that's okay. Be real to thy own self. Be true. Nobody wants to be. Yeah, roll it out. Roll it out. You don't want somebody to say stop. your trombones are playing too close to fourth when they should be playing close to the third. They don't want to hear those comments because that's people who actually know what the hell they're talking about. They like people. Stop rolling in and out, Quan. Pull that neck out. You don't want to hear that shit. You don't want to hear the dancers can't do a plie. You don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear that they don't know how to do a, 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 a drop spin right and catch it on time. You don't want to hear those things. See, people but, been adjudicated know exactly what the hell I'm talking about. And the truth of the matter is, we got band directors that got premature jobs, premature accolades. And as soon as somebody like me be like, oh, she don't know what the hell she talking about. Her, her, nobody's saying her group good or Dick, his group good. Yeah, but you know, I know what to do to fix it. But the thing about it, Crystal, is this. Hey, 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 he <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Don't play with it now. Hey, but hey, uh, Crystal, the thing about it is this. There is a group of bands that do want to get adjudicated, but because everybody's favorite bands, and I'm going to do that plural, don't want to be adjudicated, even if all those bands that did say, you know what, we're just going to do it anyway, it still wouldn't have the legitimacy because those other bands are not in it. So at the end of the day, it's like, you damn if you do, you damn if you don't. Like, And that's what we're trying to do with, you know, the high school side. You know, well, wait, why everybody weak? <laughs> they said I got an Instagram filter. Hey, y'all be- oh, <laughs> Instagram, I got an Instagram filter. Yeah, hey, 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 no color. We don't know. Yeah, hey, don't play on my top. We got a, we got a fan that, uh, that do the light a dimmer. Don't be playing on my top, bro. Hey. <laughs> but let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell y'all the true test of whether or not you are confident in what your group could do. Will you let somebody else stand on your podium? And see, people who won't let somebody else stand on their podium are inti- intimidated by somebody giving their kids information that didn't come from them. We got God complexes with this podium, y'all. We think we are Jesus Christ on his on his di- holy diadem when it comes to that podium. We don't want an adjudication. Go ahead and start it up. We don't want that clinician. We don't want to put a student on that, that ladder because we're afraid that a student on that ladder might get a result that we can't without fear, intimidation, yelling, screaming, cussing you out, theatrics with arms, conducting like you're trying to bring down a plane and it ain't doing sugar, honey, iced tea for them dynamics. But the other part of it is this, Crystal. Like, say, say, Maya, funny. Keep eating Maya. Say, every band in the country, right, Crystal, went and got adjudicated, right? You got some people that wouldn't need, oh, I don't, I don't trust them results because they, they, they ain't put this band first. They ain't put that band first. Like, you got Did some. They get that degree from Walmart. Hey. Jesus, Crystal. <laughs> Got them degrees with them them horns and clarinets and trumpets that you can get from Walmart. <laughs> That's $99. Dude, they got a Mendini degree. They got the Mendini degrees. Y'all know what I'm talking about, colorful clarinets that can't play in tune. That's where that degree come from. I don't trust it. I don't trust it. But, like but, potato salad. I don't trust everybody potato salad. But, Some but, to people, your, but to your point, Crystal, like we're talking, one of the most humbling feelings that I've ever had was when I took my beginner group to be adjudicated 
And those judges, they weren't assholes. They weren't buttholes or anything. They was like, say, we know what type of school you're at. We know your situation. Let's walk through where they literally gave them students a 20, 15 to 20 minute clinician. Hey, y'all, let's fix this because they were experts and they were master bandsmen. The problem is like when we talk about that ego, you can't humble yourself enough to say, look, I know I don't know everything. So let me learn with my kids on how to fix this to get the result that I want. The bottom line is the result. My mom always used to tell me, I don't give it like it was a couple of us in the house. She was like, I don't give a damn by nine o'clock. I want these dishes washed. I don't give a damn who do it, but the dishes better be washed. It, it shouldn't matter who teaches us the methods, but can we get the learn those methods and get it done so that we can push the, the standards to get to the next level? It takes hey, a sense of humility to get that on. Man. Hey, Tay. Yeah. Hey, you know how you know you're from the South? Because the word humble ain't got no H in it whatsoever. Just throw the H away. It's humble. 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 <laughs> I'm so Listen, humble. they keep making fun of how I talk, so you be great, okay? You be great. You can hey, drop off all the comments. I mean, no. Crystal, ain't you nobody made fun of how you talk. I just want to get it right. Because if I get it, it I lists. gave you a whole meme on how to get it right. But I'm still struggling. I can't get it right. I can't I can't get none of them cues right. I can't do it. So yet. what you're saying on. is what what's gonna bring this all home is people don't study to show thyself approved. And what happened is they get afraid that somebody's gonna actually prove that they don't really know shit. Ooh. Humble. Oh, there it is. Oh, you can't say it. Oh. And June, you just a goofy man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be talking about how we say two. <laughs> yeah, please leave us alone. Don't be My coming family. for us. But no, nah, for real, people don't want to be adjudicated. Y'all know that, and you Wait, know that this is all ego driven. It's me talking. It's Listen, long. this Laura in my house eating up my food oh. before Thanksgiving. Oh, we ain't even cook yet. And she's still eating. We ain't even cook yet. We ain't even at that point. I was about to say, I didn't know you had a conscience back there. My bad. All right, go ahead. <laughs> nah, but for real, the, the people don't listen. See, people still talk about how I talk. Don't be coming to how I talk. Um, if if enough band directors actually said they want to get something done, it would happen. The problem is we give too much power to the powerless. Too much power to the powerless. We we kind of fold with people who we shouldn't really be folding to, and then we get mad when they dictate how the game is played when we give them the ball and let them run around the field and look like an idiot, and we'll never check them. And then, you know, we like, well, I'm just trying to keep the peace or whatever. And But they don't keep the peace when they talk about our programs. Crystal, who the best band in the country right now? Ooh, y'all want to hear this answer? I do. She gonna say we more. just had this conversation. My conscious, aka Lauren. She's not even my conscious. She's like my unconscious. Um, <laughs> um, in my in my opinion, um, if I just and I and I was talking about how people have a hard time with rating a band in the current now. We like to go by what their history has been. I would say right now it's Norfolk. And you heard how I said Norfolk, right? It's yeah. Norfolk. No, you got it. I mean, you were, you, you just need to put a little bit O on it. You just need yeah. more. But more. she got the ending part right. She right. got the foot part right. So to me, and here's why. 
because they they don't forego the musicality and they up their game in the entertainment value. Because I'll say Norfolk wasn't very entertaining for a long time. And see, Rick, that's been, but you know what? That's been Very transparent. <laughs> but they they changed, they turned it up a little bit this year, and they didn't foregain mu- forego musicality to do it. Right. See, everybody I watch, they turn one thing down for the other thing. I would say, um, honorable mention, um, Kentucky. God damn, where they come from? Like, I'm that's telling what I was you. Saying. <laughs> where they come from they came from nowhere and that's because they were minding their own damn business and they wasn't giving a good goddamn about what everybody was saying about them and their whole sound concept changed whole sound concept changed and they didn't lose the things that were they were doing well for it um that's been reflective that's what we call reflective practices um there's a lot of uh, Alabama state that's my band Alabama State worked on themselves. Absolutely. Yeah, they worked yes, on themselves. They worked on themselves. I, love them. I don't I think I ain't saying that I, I, I couldn't give them number one, but I could say in their trajectory, they're doing a lot better than they had been. And a lot of small bands. I heard a clip of Benedict Colleges. I was like, whoa. Right. Benedict. Which I, they I proved. What about Small that? bands came. I got, I got to go you listen. We never spoke about Allen, Allen University. I, I yeah. don't know if they were rebuilding or something, but bro, over the, but they're doing good, bro. Small bands, small bands came up this year. And, and Crystal, I'm glad you brought this up because now, now everybody going in the comments saying we need to give all our our thoughts on, on this. But uh, I'm gonna actually say this. F, what is it? F F M U. F F F S M F M U Memorial Memorial Bro, yeah. Has anybody listened to them? Yes, bro. I heard them. They sound good, bro. Bro, but they don't matter because they're small. No, they don't matter because they don't have the right name. That's it. Their initials aren't good. Yep. There's been many. Before this Young and the Restless clip, there have been many <laughs> clips that they have put out where they sounded better than fam. Yeah, man. Oh, don't say right. that too loud. You know, it's true. Well, you, hey, fam, sometimes can be like the skull and crossbones. They just come out. Oh, hey, 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 it can hey, be hey, hey, people. Hey, that that on time God, hey, that old time fam. God, James. Hey, man, fam is <laughs> an overrated man. Y'all go ahead and say it. Hey, fam, well, fam, well, fam well, hold up. Let me let's do this. Let's do this because I, I know right. that. This show can go a long time if we start getting this. So, Crystal, you already know you 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 didn't made honorary family, so you know you got dibs whenever you want to get in. Yeah, I'm gonna go watch half bait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) But no, we appreciate you, Crystal. Um, but yeah, man, thanks for stopping through. I appreciate you supporting us. You already know we love you. Much love. All right. All right, man, let's go ahead and, and do our normal little closeout, man. Hey, it's Thanksgiving week. I know people got things to do with family, but who is anybody staying for the after party? Yeah, anybody? Yeah, I'm sticking around. Quan. Okay. I just I I know, get another plate, maybe. You did not already smashed, so it's all good. No, I need a second. Son, man. Okay. 
Mario, I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I just came back out of nowhere, man. I got family at the crib, man. Yeah, I know you might have to dip. Though, yeah, but... I got my mom, Dukes, man. She came here from Detroit, man. So. Man, I ain't seen your mom. You can't man. use that as an excuse on a regular day. He be gone as soon as the shit. <laughs> he do. He be dipping. He like, hey, all right. Join over out. <laughs> the last year, no, last man, Mario didn't even say bye. He just tipped. Right. No, no, no. Off. <laughs> no, no, my my shit just went off. Actually, I actually I don't know what happened. My computer went off, and I was about to log back on, but I'm like, my daughter was going to bed. I'm like, I, I gotta go ahead and put her down, man. And once I do that, man, that, that night is going, bro. I gotta go, gotta wind it down, cousin. I feel you. I feel you. I, feel like I, stepped, I stepped on some toes, yo. <laughs> no, not well, not yet, not yet, because we, we probably gonna. I don't get think to it. I don't I don't think family's overrated. And I don't think Bethune's overrated. I just think Bethune hasn't added more songs to the book, and I think <laughs> Fam will always be better than Bethune for me. Mm-hmm. For me, I, I think that's a for historical me. thing, though. For me, but, this but, is me. But, it's but just me. yo, it's let's me. do this. Let's do this. It's let's me. go ahead and shut the show down real quick. The <laughs> the main show and get to the after party, and then we can have this conversation because I know a lot of people. You know they they we we really kind of open it up a little bit more in the after party, man. So Facts. I make sure that we we do this and and we do it the right way. All right. So before before we go through our normal pro, well, let's continue with our normal process. First thing, uh, first thing I want to do, uh, first of all is, is show a lot of love and respect to Melvin Miles, Mr. Melvin Miles. Um, he he did his last marching band game, uh, this past weekend, and, and much love to him. Was it forty two years? Is that right? Now 49. 49, 49 years, years. 49 years. Uh, as the director of bands at um, Morgan State University. Also, uh, influential brother in, in KK Psy. Um, so we always want to give him his love and respect, man. Uh, so Ada Gamma. Yes, yes. So much love to Melvin Miles. Um, also, man, it was two tragedies that happened uh, this past week, man. So uh, much love and respect to Andrews ISD, man. Uh, for that, uh, they had a they had a major accident that took place as they were on their way to a performance. Uh, they lost their uh, band director, so we want to actually send love to um, that uh, that particular school, Andrews ISD, uh, Andrews High School, as well as. And I want to make sure I say this right. Wakisha, Wakisha. Did I say that right? Uh, I don't know if anybody knows if I'm saying that right, but. If anybody doesn't know, there was a major Thanksgiving parade that was going on and a car decided that they wanted to drive through the parade um, and run over uh, all the parade participants. And and, uh, there were a couple of band members that were affected by that. So we want to live, send our love support out to them. Uh, What I did want to do, uh, if it's if it's possible, man, if we can if we can do this. Um, or, or, or as a matter of fact, we'll talk about it on the show or we'll talk about it behind the scenes and then we'll come back to it. I don't want to just jump out there and, um, you know, just do some random stuff. Um, and so uh, and then finally, what I, I do want to uh, say is we got to support Hampton, man. Hampton and the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. So if you're watching us right now, if you're in the comment section, let's support Hampton, man. Let's let's make sure that we give them some love, man, and show them some support and let's let's uh get that information out to everybody to make sure we watch them. I don't care what else you do. <laughs> Random. All right, I don't care what else you do though, man. Let's let's support Hampton as they uh perform the Macy's Day and Give a Day Parade. I remember what it felt like to perform in the Macy's Day Given Day Parade. I did it uh my senior year. 
at Willow Ridge High School. And so uh, it's a very big thing. I remember those early morning rehearsals. And so we want to continue to support them as they are out there. All right. All right, cool. Let's also get to the other stuff that we talk about. Um, you already know how it is. Make sure you support my LB, man. Um, especially during this holiday season. If you haven't picked up uh, a little love seasoning, everything tastes better with a little love uh, all seasoning, my LB. Uh, so please make sure that you go and pick his uh, seasoning up. He has an assortment of seasoning. And, to, and this is definitely the holiday season when you need to do it, especially for Thanksgiving and Christmas. So make sure you pick up his seasoning a little love he was also featured on uh, i think it's um t-pain's new video where they uh talking about the buy black video so he was definitely featured on there his his season is on there man so he's he's making some some big strides man so support to my lb and uh i will put the link for uh the seasoning inside of the comment section all right um kwan go ahead exclusively hbcu kwan you got it all right, exclusively HBCU is a uh, historical black college uh, and Greek D9 apparel. Uh, it's black owned. Go support it. Uh, I'm going to try to get on the show one day to pop up. And and I did tell her about your request for your purple and gold stuff, Rick. So I got you on that. Man. But exclusively HBCU, go and check out the links and go on do y'all things and go on purchase that for y'all Christmas uh, purchases as the upcoming d9 holidays and all of that stuff about to pop up all right and the real one. Oh, what'd you say she just missed the real one but uh, you know we good well some real mess um so also if you're inside and you watch us right now in the comments man if you have something that that uh if you have a business or something like that uh we want to kind of try to make sure that we always support you guys and especially support black so if you have something uh, if you have a business out there, please shoot it to me. You can email me at passionis. Dot, uh, oh, excuse me, passionis1919 at gmail.com. Once again, that's passionis1919 at gmail.com. Give us your information uh, as well as some promotional pictures that we can put up and we will put it up for you. Go ahead and get that stretch in because that after party coming, my look at it, look at it. You're getting the stretch in. He goes, he says, he's like, oh, Mario, like, man, I might stick around for a couple of seconds, man. All right, boy, before we get out of here, man, I know we always got our final thoughts, man. So, Dante, first of all, I'm going to start with you, man. Appreciate you for joining us this week, man. We appreciate your conversation. And you got any final thoughts for the culture? Um, I appreciate you for having me, first off. Um, I'm kind of glad we got into that talk about uh, – uh, about the the smaller groups man we always hearing these same big names um but we got to start saying the names of the groups that aren't um uh that don't fall into this you know this status of you know we these monster groups because those are the majority um you know just keeping it real man it's not a bunch of bands out there that got over 250 people so let's not forget about them man some good things happening in the world and the culture and we missing it because you know we only talking about Southern. We only talking about Jackson. We only talking about PV. Okay. All right. What's good, Ma? Maya, you got anything for the? You already know what's coming. You got anything for the culture? I mean, same as always. Reach one, teach one. Put your money where your mouth is. Let's just continue to to progress forward. I mean, shows like this, we're doing exactly what we need to do. Every single week, more and more people are, are tapping in. So, yeah, let's just keep it going. All right. Mario, any final thoughts for the culture? Yeah, man, I got a big thing, man. I want to say um, I want to send out a huge, huge thank you and congratulations um, to 
the Hampton University Marching Force Marching Band, man. And shout out, special shout out to um, Dr. Thomas Jones, man. Um, man, uh, I had I had the, 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 the unique pleasure. So we had set up something previously for them to come up to Science Park, my high school uh, that I teach at. And um, they were they were going to come up and I was going to invite some high schools over. And then somehow the city and got involved. The mayor's office got involved and it just kind of took the whole thing. Then we ended up having it at NJIT and they had AJ Calloway from 106 and Park and, and, and DJ Envy was there. And it was like a whole big thing with all the high schools. So it worked out well. But then Dr. Jones was like, I want to keep to what I discussed with you about you, them coming up to the school. So after they performed for all the schools in New York Public Schools, they came um, over to Science Park. They were going to march over from because NJIT and Science Park is really close. Um, and they were going to march over, but they they came over to the school um, and honored the word, man. Came and performed for our students there, man. And I, man, I just couldn't have been more like proud and happy, man. It was the first time, in my knowledge, and I'm and I and I do have a little bit of an insight on this, but um, maybe I'm wrong, but I believe that I'm correct that any HBCU full marching band has ever performed in a high school in New York Public Schools. Um, so to have that as the very first time that's ever happened, um, to my knowledge, is it's wonderful that it was I was able to kind of like help facilitate that, but it was um, that it was a Virginia band, you know. Um, and I, you know, we joked about the Norfolk thing, but I, but in all seriousness, man, like Virginia was like a it was like it's home for me, you know. what I'm saying outside of Detroit, Virginia was like home for me, and so to have people come there, you know. And then I had two students who are like my sons, man. I literally call them son. Uh, both of them are um, one is now my frat brother twice. He's a Fami Alpha and he's KK Sai, and then uh, the other one, he's the drum major at Hampton, one of the drum majors at Hampton, and they are both graduating seniors. Um, so they they finished it. So they, it was a big full circle moment where they got to come back to their high school and perform in their last year, and they get to do the Macy's Day Parade. Uh, man, it's just was it's beautiful. So I'm I'm gonna uh, try to get myself up in the morning and go go over to New York to see them, man, because. I'm just so proud of them kids, man. They came from a situation where, you know, the kid, both of those kids play trombone. They learn how to play the trombone in 10th grade. I got them one got at the end of ninth grade. The other one started in 10th grade. And then by the time they were seniors, they were playing all the 12 major scales. They were doing A2s. They were playing. They were sight reading. They were doing everything by their senior year. And they were able to audition to get, you know, really great scholarships to attend a very expensive school in Hampton University. And now to be able to not, because a lot of people go to school, but they went to school and, they, and they're graduating, man. And uh, both are uh, doing really outstanding. So I was just really, really excited, man. If anybody follows me on Facebook, that's uh, Mario B. Banks. Um, check out the post, man. You get to see the performance, some of the performance clips, as well as the stuff that we they did at NJIT, man. So shout out to Hampton University, man, and the whole, um, the whole team over there, man. Um, and I, I just really appreciate y'all, man. So... Hopefully we can keep something going, man. I'm trying to have something real big in the Northeast, as I was just talking to Justin from Smash Time about, man. So I'm, I'm trying to bring something to the Northeast, man. We need HBCU culture up here like, in a bad way. So thanks again. That was that was what I wanted to say. So sorry. All right. Cool, man. That That's all great. All great. So, you know, ain't too much you can say about that, but just amazing, man. All right, Rick, any final thoughts, anything for the culture? Yeah, I got a couple of things, man. Um, just give me a little time. Um, first of all, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Uh, hopefully everybody gets a chance to spend some time with family and friends. Y'all pray for me because I'm writing a 15-page paper over Thanksgiving break, and then I'm right back to studying for my comp exams at big, uh, during Christmas break. So it's a hectic time. 
Uh, Ron Trail, uh, Callahan, that piece has not been published yet. Uh, I was able to perform it in conjunction with the Christensen family. That's something I'm working on for my doctorate. So just reach out to me on Facebook. I can give you that information when it, once it comes. Uh, Y'all, we lost uh, a black legend, a jazz legend, uh, just uh, to the cu the culture. Uh, so I just want to say rest in peace to Sly Hampton. Sly Hampton. Yeah, uh, I got a chance to actually meet Sly Hampton in 2000, my freshman year. Uh, we went up to the uh, Villanova Jazz Festival. I mean, no, down to North Carolina. And um, Sly Hampton was the featured artist, and we won that jazz festival. So that night, we got a chance to play with Sly Hampton, and him and Miss Sanders were soloing together, and it was amazing. Um, so rest in peace to a black legend, musical legend, and jazz and everything, Sly Hampton. Um, want to thank everybody for supporting my recital, man. So many people, like, they told me, like, the internet traffic was like crazy. So thank you guys for coming out and supporting my recital. It was a major success. The kids played well. You know, I was really satisfied. Some things, you know, here and there, but, you know, that's part of what we do. But for the most part, man, the kids just knocked it out of the park. So thank you guys for supporting the recital, man. You guys are, are, are awesome about that, man. Uh, everybody, for the culture, I know you guys love the culture. Next week, SWAC Championship, PVN Jackson. First time they've seen each other this year. So make sure you guys go support uh, the SWAC Championship, man. I know they're both going to be there, so that should be a good a good band battle. And then lastly, y'all, like I told y'all, I'm going to make it a thing for me that I want to play or give music that I think we should all be listening to support black music. So I got four artists for you guys today that I should think, I think you should check out. Uh, one of them is a group from Richmond, actually, uh, called Butcher Brown. Butcher Brown has a chart with Alex Isler right now. It's a remake of the song, Remind Me. Butcher Brown is a hot group. If y'all ain't heard them, y'all need to check them out. And yes, Alex Isley is the deal. Like, she's probably one of my favorite singers right now. Uh, so check out Butcher Brown. Devin Morrison is another great, like, think Moonchild, but a little more soulful. Like, that's Devin Morrison. Like, he even does a lot of gigs. The first time I saw him, he was performing with Moonchild. He opened for them. Um, and then, uh, lastly, y'all, Braxton Cook. Braxton Cook it went to Juilliard. One of the most beautiful. Matter of fact, I even got it queued up. Listen to this tone, man. Hey, they play a lot, though. They play I know, a lot. Yeah, copyright, yeah. Hey, one of the most beautiful alto saxophone sounds I've heard. Like, the man is just incredible. So if you he sings, some, too, now, man. Yeah, he sings, yeah. So if yeah. you want some, like, laid back, like, great music and, you know, stuff that you haven't heard before, check out these artists, man. Some good stuff out there. So just want That's to water. Up. Yeah, that's some water, sir. That's you all you listen. You are you out my you out my playlist, brother. <laughs> you out my playlist, brother. So I do want to put this out here, man, and 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 I, I think we can have this conversation outwardly. Uh, because me and, and Rick have had this conversation. Rick is gonna eventually get his own segment uh on the Passion Is Network, and it's gonna be his music, man. Everything that he listens to, why he listens to it. Uh he's gonna have his own segment, man. We're waiting for him to to get through with the most important thing, which is that doctorate degree, uh, because by far that is the most important thing. 
but yeah, man, we've we we've already decided that he's gonna get a segment where he's gonna talk about all that water he listens to. And so y'all gonna be able to come through and have a conversation with him. Um, and you know, we'll be able to do it that way. So right now we're just gonna we're gonna kind of piece it through this show, but eventually he's gonna get his own his own joint, man. So shout outs to Rick, man, because he he's he's always kept me in tune with all the water that's going on out there. So appreciate you, brother. All right. Quan, any thoughts? Any final thoughts for the coach? Uh, let me first first and foremost, let me say congratulations to all band directors for getting through this season. Um, I know it was hard. I mean, going through COVID, the COVID protocol, so forth and so on to get through a season. And, you know, uh, I pray that, you know, everybody remains safe through this COVID, uh, this pandemic we still in, uh, first and foremost. Um, Number two, uh, thank y'all for allowing me to be on the show. Let's continue to support uh, music education overall. Congratulations again, uh, Dr. Brown. Awesome show. I watched it from start to start to finish. That Thad Jones piece, I was in. I almost flipped my damn table. <laughs> uh, but uh, awesome, awesome job. Uh, my birthday tomorrow, so I'm blessed. Uh, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Uh, and I know that God has more in store, not just for me, but for all my people. So I want us to see all us win. So that's it for me. All right. All right. Cool, man. Well, happy birthday, brother. Happy, happy birthday. birthday, man. Yeah, for sure, bro. So your, your birthday is in two hours. Two hours. Two hours my time or our time, not two hours uh, Mario and Dante's time. It's one hour. They time. Yeah. One hour. Yeah. 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 Seven, six, six minutes. For you, Quan, what I need you to do on your birthday is I need you to stay humble. You know, I want you to be humble. <laughs> humble. You know stay humble, my brother. Stay, stay humble. Yeah. <laughs> See, when I add that ace, that's that's when the ego comes in. That's whatever. <laughs> man. Um, and then finally, man, for me, the first thing I want to say is this. Um, as you're continuously watching, even if you're in the after party, go ahead and click those, get those likes up, man. Click the like button, man. You know, I appreciate everybody who's continuing to rock with us, everybody who's continuing to support us, all the subscribers that we're continuously getting. I appreciate every single one of you. Go ahead and click that like button, man, because that really, really helps to show the love that you really have and support that you really have for us, other than, than subscribers. So I appreciate you guys for that. You can continue to click that like button. Even if you fell out and then you go back and you watch the beginning later on, click the like button as you're watching it later on. All right, so we appreciate all that love and support. The second thing that I also want to say is we got to also make sure that we show love to the fact that Southern and Grambling is coming up. That is coming up. All right, so we're going to talk about that in the after party. We see Rick face already, but we're going to talk about it in the after party because I know we'll be here all day talking just, about that, man. I just got a joke. I'm going to tell you the after party, though. But we can talk about it in the after party. <laughs> yeah, so, but, but yeah, man, so let's keep that up. Also, man, I also appreciate everybody who continues to support us outside of specifically the show, everybody who showed up for Rick. I know I posted it up on Instagram. I posted it up on the Facebook, and a lot of people who were clicking the link even came and asked me what the link was, uh, and I said I posted it up. But I appreciate all of you guys for continuously supporting us and all of our other endeavors outside of the show, man. That, that really shows that we are doing something. And I appreciate all the things that we are doing and the, all the things that we can do to continue to to give you guys the kind of content that you all enjoy seeing. Uh, we do have some other things that are coming up real big. Maya, you already know we're going to have to we're going to chop it up because we were supposed to meet yesterday. Don't look at me like that. Don't roll your eyes. We were supposed to meet yesterday 
but we'll talk about that in the after party. All right. See, I forgot. I'm the answer. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, like I said, we're gonna talk about it in the after party. But man, y'all continue to, to support us and show love to us, man. We're gonna keep continuing this content. You see, we ain't took no break. You know what I'm saying? This is this is the Thanksgiving week, but we still here, man, because that's how we that's how we rock and we want to continue to show love to all of us who support us. Thank you for tuning in to Talk That Talk. Find us on social media outlets and YouTube at Real Talk That Talk. Talk That Talk is a brand of the Passion Is Network. You can contact Passion Is at passionis1919 at gmail.com. If you would like to contact the panel of Talk That Talk, email us at realtalkthattalk at gmail.com.